Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast brought to you by Another Happy Studios. Christmas time with two different doctors sounds like a recipe for success. Hello everyone, welcome to Still Got, I don't know, welcome to Still Got Legs, the only <laughs> Doctor Who podcast in the world. There are no others, stop looking for them. My name's Nathan, as always, I'm joined by my companion as we go on with this journey through time and space and re-watch Doki Who. His name is Lawrence. Hello. Hello. It sounded like you were inspired by the like the Victorian street urchins. Yeah, the there was a bit of that. It was a bit, <laughs> hello mate, hello governor. How are you doing, cock? What? Oh, hello, governor takes on a different meaning this episode, doesn't it? Or spoilers. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> hello, Nathan. Merry Christmas. It's not Christmas, Lawrence. It is uh, past Christmas now. It's January. Oh, my mistake. Well, then, Merry Christmas for this episode specifically. Thank you. I had a very festive time watching it. We did, we're gonna. I just realised we're probably going to be doing two Christmases in like a little over yeah. a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even like in three weeks or so, it'll be Christmas again. So my gosh. So and fucking hell, when we get to uh, Capaldi's era, they they took a year out and it was it was back to back Christmases. So oh really? <laughs> Double yeah. Christmas. Double Christmas when we get there. So that'll be fun. My gosh, so. there's too many Christmases to come. Um, but speaking of what's to come first, Nathan, shall we talk about today's episode, which is what? <laughs> I set you up. I didn't take I know, it that time. I know, but it's thin ice is all I'm saying. It's thin <laughs> oh, ice. Sorry. Okay. Uh, this is series four, episode 14. What? Uh, the next doctor written by Russell T Davies, directed by Andy Goddard. Uh, it is a Christmas special. There is no regular companion because they're all dead 
or have forgotten <laughs> who they are or have married someone else or whatever the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, so it's just David Tennant and he needs a sexy companion to join him on this adventure. So who better than David Morrissey? Right, we we jested last week that this is this is an episode that we were very much like, yay, yeah, can't wait to rewatch this one. Yes, because my memories of it were just very bland and boring and yeah. and not great, and they were mostly right. <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's some good stuff sprinkled throughout, but it's it's it it is not a, a certified banger. Okay? No. It no. is very just, and that was an episode of TV that I watched. If if I could describe it in, maybe, I don't know if this is one word or two words. Well, you should be able to know. No, because I don't know if people, it's an expression. I don't know if people use it as one word or two words, but it's lukewarm. It's two words. Yeah, but then you wouldn't describe something as just Luke, would you? Hyphenated. So does that make it two words? No, we, well, it's already, it's two words that are hyphenated. <laughs> I don't know if we're just waffling on this. I don't know if Neither either of us I. know this. Neither do I. Shut up. It's, whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, look, it's, the way that this episode kind of works for me is like, it goes, what if we had a really interesting concept for an episode of Doctor Who and then paired it with the stupidest shit you've ever seen? But also didn't do that interesting concept as well. I think it does a bit of the interesting concept. I, I feel like it gives you an idea of an interesting concept <laughs> and then goes, oh, but that's not what this is. Yeah. <laughs> but then the doctor saved the day, figured it out, and never mind, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's an episode where the story really runs away with itself. I get the impression Russell was just drinking. Was it Russell that wrote this? Yes, I said that. Was you not listening? I was listening, but I forget because I'm, you know, doing other stuff. Like, <laughs> Russell's writing them all. He can't be stopped. He's a, he's a man in charge. No, we're in that period where it's like seven episodes in a row that he's written because it's the specials and the finales and everything. Oh, right. So, yeah, he's really yes. saying goodbye. <laughs> it's the Doctor Who at this point. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like to imagine Russell T. Davies kind of like just getting progressively more drunk as he writes this because it starts quite subtly and it starts like some... No, but like the ideas and the stuff it's exploring. I know there's a little rope chase and everything else but like it starts relatively tame and then by the end of it there's fucking megazords and shit in megazords. victorian well there is it's a megazord isn't it i mean yeah i guess it's not yeah. how i describe it but yeah um how would how would you describe it what's your pop culture reference for it mecha godzilla but cyberman and also just looks hor- or horrible yeah it does it, it looks very very terrible uh, but Lawrence, enough about all that. Let me tell you a story, all right? Oh, please. Uh, the TARDIS has landed in uh, Victorian-era Christmas, mm-hmm. which is quite nice. Uh, it tends seems to be having a good fun time. We don't know how long it's been since he uh, committed genocide or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so it seems to have been a little bit of time anyway. He's got a smile on his face. He's happy that it's Christmas Day or whatever. He, he seems to be having a good fun time. There's something um, about Victorian Christmas. It just feels right, doesn't it? It's that, it does, that, yeah. Like that Dickensian aesthetic um, yeah. and stuff. It's it's very... It's like this is what Christmas uh, looks like, really. It, it's guess. a great setting for it. And like, yes. I don't, there's something about the, the, the snowiness of London. And like mm. this everywhere has like a light dusting of snow. 
You that boy. Yeah, they, there's that something. Boy. I don't know what it is, right? Do you know the graphic novel From Hell? No. Oh, this isn't going to work as a reference at all. <laughs> okay. There's, uh, people might know what I'm talking It's quite a famous book cover. I think it's, um, uh, it's, it's by that guy that writes all the fucking comics. He, he, not all of them. Mark Millar. One of he, him or Frank something. Frank Millar. Yeah, it might be one of the Millars. Mark um, Millar, Frank Millar. One of the two. Uh, no, it, it might not even be one of the two. There's probably people screaming at home. But there's a, there's a cover of a graphic novel which is quite famous called From Hell. Uh, and it's a guy with big, like it looks like a Victorian guy with white hair and big mutton chop sideburns. That, and like, mm. ev- there's something about that for me that is synonymous with Christmas. Every every old man looks the same <laughs> in this. It's true, yeah. When they go to that funeral and they're like, there's all these old men, you're like, you're all just the same bloke. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, look, they've, they've done that thing where they made two <laughs> people again, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, but, but yeah, it's it's Christmas. It's it's Dickensian Victorian Christmas. Um, he does the funny little "You that boy? What day is it?" But in just his regular ten voice. Is that the yeah. outnumbered boy? Uh, oh, now that you say it, yeah, it might be. I think it was the outnumbered boy. Does the does the the date match up? It was about that time. Yeah, yeah. It might just be the outnumbered boy. Well, there we go. There we are then. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? Um, but yeah, um, anything to add? No. Yeah, he's this little street urchin. He like he, yeah. he, he just what is Christmas Day, sir? Yeah, you fickle something. You fickle. Something. <laughs> Where you been? It's Christmas Day, sir. <laughs> I love these exaggerated voices. I'll never. I know it's ridiculous, but I'll never get tired of like pop culture trying to convince me that everyone sounded like this back in the day. Yeah. Like I know they they probably. <laughs> it's that what it's that the Auntie Donna sketch, wasn't it? The um the oh, same tie. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, Lord Wiggles. <laughs> yeah. You believe it, Lord Wiggles, Stadge? <laughs> Two men have worn the same tie at their place of employment. <laughs> Mother of God. <laughs> oh, Ben Russell, very funny man. Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's this true. episode so far is just us naming pop culture things. <laughs> um. But anyway, so it's nineteen. Uh, sorry, no, it's eighteen fifty-one. The doctor is it? Yeah, Missed it is. That. Yeah. Missed that. <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> fuck's sake. Um, it's a nice year, but a bit dull. It won't be this year, Doctor. Is what I will say. Um, someone screams, Doctor. He whips what? him. What? What does that mean? Oh, it's not going to be dull, is it? This year it's, it's, You know, it's Christmas Day. It's all. It's all kicking off. I wouldn't dis- if 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 I was in Victorian London and a big cyber Megatron fucking came out of the Thames, I wouldn't describe it as a dull year. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, you with me, you got me. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, someone screams, "Doctor!" Uh, yes. And that's that's already straight away something because you know we we've said he's on his own. He's kind of just mm. meandering, seeing what's about. Um, mm. And then well, someone yeah, it wouldn't be here. uncommon to call for a doctor, though, would it? It was a very oh, common. Yeah. Like, it's a title, really, isn't it? I never really considered that, yeah. Could just be someone calling for a doctor. Yeah, I suppose that's more likely than someone calling for a very specific yeah. time lord, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this very one specific man. But it turns out it is, though. So, I mean, yeah, like... so, like, yeah, who's really wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, someone's calling for the doctor, and he's like, hello, it's me, I'm a doctor, what's going on? And then she's like, who the fuck are you? I'm calling for the doctor, mate. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, David Morrissey shows up. Nathan, 
it's time for suit talk. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. As far as we know, this is the Doctor. Okay. So we are discussing his outfit. Oh, um, I will. I, I should say, in context, time-wise, um, at the time of this episode's airing and in the lead-up to it, David Tennant had announced that he was leaving the role. Mm. So people were aware that David Tennant was stepping down. Um, but the next Doctor had not been announced yet. Okay, that came. So, so this January. is a real cheeky move. So this is a this is a very like time specific, like context wise, <laughs> time specific. This is a very like Russell rubbing his hands together and being like, "Oh, I'm gonna play them so bad and stuff." You know, <laughs> I've I've seen people refer to this one and the Doctor's daughter as Russell's two biggest clickbaits, like of just being like, "Oh, oh, look what I did there! I got I enticed you." But I mean, like. The doctor's I, door isn't clickbait at all. You think that, but no. I don't. Because, <laughs> because it is exactly what it says on the team. No, I know, but it's... Just because you don't think that's a legitimate form of parenting. Oh, give off, fuck's And you sake. hate adoption as well. Um, <laughs> For fuck's sake. It's not even adoption. That's not what <laughs> no, happens. No, but that's just something else. You hate adoption. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I... I it, that's what a showrunner's job is, though, right? Like, hype up the Christmas special. Like get people watching well, I think there's a bit more to his job than that but yeah no but that's a part of it and it's very it was obviously intentional to boost some christmas day ratings go out on a big high i don't like, think they need the, the not the in this era they don't need mm. the the boost for christmas day ratings they were doing fine what was the last one was it voyage of the damned was the last christmas yeah yeah i guess they were doing very fine then yeah considering that's still like one of the highest Watch but also Doctor the last episodes. the last episode was like one of the biggest episodes of Doctor Who of all time. So like that's very true. Yeah. So they're fine. All right. Well, listen. Let's move away from me being silly and talk about suits. Okay, suit talk. What do you got? What do you got for me? I love David Morrissey's vibe as the Doctor. I could do without some of the sexism, but I like his. I like his overall. I think it matches him very well. Like he's got this kind of ego to him. He's all a right, very... right, but are we, are we talking about David Morrissey or are we talking about his look? Here, we're, t- we're talking about both, but it feeds in. It's, it's right. uh, so so stick with me, right? I like he he's very kind of at first he seems pompous. He introduces himself as you know like the Doctor, the one and only, the best or something with a little wink, mm. right? And then you pair that with this kind of brown overcoat, very reminiscent of another doctor's famous look then you pair it with like a... is it brown it's brown it's definitely brown mm. it's a lighter brown it's a lighter brown it's like a beigey brown mm. if you will meet me in the middle i might be t- i might be more tempted to call it a darker gold myself a darker gold mm. oh, okay Write in, people. Let us know. <laughs> stop getting every, stop every little thing. Stop getting people to write in. It's the built-in way to move it on. If we've reached an impasse, <laughs> no, it's not. We can just—I don't know—just move on. We don't need this ultimate fucking decision. <laughs> All right, it's it's. He's got like a burgundy red kind of waistcoat, maybe a bit lighter than burgundy. And a, what's the gold tie thing? It's because it's not a tie, but it's like an old man Victorian tie. Like a cravat, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I or I love ascot, his maybe. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, because you anyway, still you still get fancy pricks wearing them. Yeah, um, I I love his whole look, but I also the one thing I'm specifically happy about is it doesn't feel timeless. Like 
like the tenth doctor's running around in a modern day suit and fucking trench coat and stuff, right? I know it's outdated mm. now, but it's still far more modern than eighteen fifty one. Um but I like that this doctor's look. There's a little bit of foreshadowing in that it's very rooted to how a, a fancy Victorian man of the era would dress. I I like it as a normal outfit. Yeah. I don't like it as a doctor outfit, okay? Yeah, okay. It feels like it feels like a generic doctor outfit. It feels like if there was a doctor that we didn't know or something mm. or like there was like uh, it feels like the art it feels like the outfit you'd draw the next doctor in in a concept art sort of thing okay right yeah yeah, yeah. It, it it feels like the first step but it's not quite finished you know it fi- perfected it yeah yeah it feels like if someone has like a generic oc doctor like and they do a cosplay of that it feels like this might be something they'd wear it mm. it just feels like it's it's a very generic idea of a Doctor Who outfit, but yeah. not an actual Doctor Who outfit. If that like makes like sense. a surface level interpretation of yes, kind of thing. exactly. I, like if I got someone to draw me an outfit which the next Doctor could possibly wear, this is what they would come up with, and I'd be like, yes, that that makes sense. Yeah, but no, we're gonna do something more personalized and and better as a. As like a draft one situation. Yes. I, yes. I do think there is an interesting component to like that limitation though. Because like, you know, I'm not not to tip the episode's fucking hand too early, right? But No spoilers. Yeah, it, but it there would be reasons why this outfit would be limited to what was yes, around. I know, yeah. but I'm just saying as a Doctor Who outfit, which, I mean, it's not, technically. Yeah, but, you know, guess, as yeah. a As a Doctor Who outfit, it's, it's, uh, it just doesn't have it for me. They did work. well for this specific podcast to pick the, the most flamboyant man <laughs> in Victorian England at the time to, to do this to. Yeah, it's true. It's a good thing Jackson Lake <laughs> had a frivolous closet. He was a very frivolous man. He was a he was a rich man. He was yeah. he was he's throwing his his notes around like he's like he's bloody I don't know like a very rich man so. like, like a rich man of the era would <laughs> exactly. I was about to say Scrooge, but that's famously not what he did with his money until the no, end. No, it was a very tight purse and uh, which is a thing apparently. <laughs> yeah, he just snarled. <laughs> he just. Bah humbug or whatever he said. That is what he says. Um, he what says, do you make I'm of David Michael Morrissey's King. vibe as as the next Doctor? I I actually think uh, um, it's quite good to be mm. honest. I think he actually would have made a good Doctor Who in in another life. Um, agree, yeah. David Morrissey's a good actor. You know, he's got he's got a lot of range to him. He's capable of a lot of stuff. Um, and and I think he could have had a good run as the Doctor. Um, there are there are moments in this, like even when he's just having a little bit of fun and being a little bit cheeky and stuff. And I think it like it quite works, really. Mm. Um, and I will say, like the opening, I think it's a good opening with them like both coming together and being like Alonzi and having that little look and. I, I love that again because th- and this is what I mean about the episode I think being a bit more subtle in the beginning, um, mm. if you excuse the 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 rope sliding thing. Um, we'll talk about the rope in a minute. We will, yeah. Uh, but like both of them doing the Alon Z, it's just another little, it's just another little nod to like this is doesn't the quite echo. make sense, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a 
it's like the echo of a past doctor but it's mm. not there's but that's that's something that i love about this that there's nothing to him that feels unique he's not mm. he doesn't and i think david morrissey nails it where he's like he doesn't feel like a fully fledged like um a fully fleshed out interpretation of the doctor like you say there is that element of it feels like an impersonation mm. um down to his costume and his performance but that's not to say he's like doing a bad job of a doctor he's just he's doing exactly what the script calls for which is really cool it is yeah so we get this thing we go to the credits blah 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 um we have a cyber shade um yeah. so this is something new um <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting um but it's, it's something like, it's something, but it also like they couldn't decide what it was. I yeah. think because yeah. like it's like the doctor says it's like oh like a primitive form of the Cybermen, and like maybe it's like a dog's brain or some shit. So it's like it's like growling and snarling like an animal at times, and it, then like it's, tilts like, its head like a dog getting yeah, its attention. Yeah, it tilts <laughs> its head. It's like runs around on all fours like a dog man or whatever. But then it's in some weird just all black bodysuit as well. Yeah, but then also they're <clears> like. Later on, we see it as just like a butler as well, and it's like it's just like driving the cart, and it's like, yeah, it's very good, ma'am. On the one way to go and stuff. Like, uh, what is it? What's I, going on? If if I can be perfectly honest, uh, I feel like the Cyber Shades' only reason for existence is they mm. needed a Cyberman-esque figure, yeah, to climb up a wall and to also drive a car, and they can't do that with the Cybermen outfits that they've got. Yeah, maybe. I, I think that's the entire reason it exists. And like, like what's like as the helmet? It looks really cool. That's a cool concept for a, like a redesign of a Cyberman. I think a bit wider of a face. Mm. The 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 kind of the handles are a bit more diagonal. I like that. But then it's yeah, that it's just in this kind of like woman in black veil type. Just it's dress. just like a big, <laughs> just like yeah, just like a like a onesie, but just like <laughs> yeah. But, like, not even, like, a big sleeping bag, really. Just, like... <laughs> a sleeping bag be... that someone took scissors to and shredded it, it up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, it's just weird. It's yeah. not... It, it's a design which, like, hmm. its being is, like, okay. It, it doesn't, like, it, it's not a major part of the episode, but it, it certainly is, like, that one could have cooked for a bit longer, I think. Yeah. But anyway, it drags them up the wall, yeah. which is all good fun, Um, I guess. Um, and then I quite like about... this scene. It's so stupid. Uh, well, they 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 get dragged like into this like warehouse area, yeah. and then they're like sliding along on their bums, and then like, oh no, the window's coming! It's gonna jump out of the window and take us with it. Can they not let go? Of I, the... see, I thought this, but then like the close-ups that it has on their hands, they their hands seem like semi-wrapped seems... up. Yeah, but then once Rosita cuts the rope, yeah. It, they just immediately let go. <laughs> but I, I think I think that's the slack. I think the slack obviously then loosens because it's not being pulled anymore. But I, <laughs> I'm also with you in the sense that the close-ups very much look like things that binds that could be escaped from. It, it seems it was very easy to get out of. They they didn't seem to be locked in there. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, right. I think they were too busy having a good time. To it be was, honest, well. Dra- being dragged on your ass across a stone floor in a warehouse doesn't seem like fun, but no. Did you watch the confidential of this? Yeah, there was a little quad bike. <laughs> yes, yeah, so good. They had like little metal sheets under their bums. Yeah, exactly. It was quite fun. Um, yeah. I like how much fun they had with it though. Like the 
It, it, do you know what? It's nice to see. Maybe this is ten repressing. You spoke at the, earlier about his vibe of the opening. He's in relatively good spirits considering the last frame that we saw from the last episode was him being devastated. The most you literally type in "depressed" into a GIF search bar, and you'll find an image of yeah. <laughs> him from the last scene that we saw him in. So, <laughs> um, so it's nice to see Ten in high spirits. I don't know if that is just like repressing deep pain and trying to just have fun on an adventure. Almost certainly. Um, but yeah, I quite like the. Or, or maybe it's 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 behind the scenes of like Russell just not wanting to bum everyone out on Christmas Day, like the general British yeah. public watching. Um, but either way, it's nice to see Tennant having fun uh, playing the Doctor, especially because we're wrapping up his episodes now, so it's good to see him uh, have a, a nice bit of levity, a bit, a bit of silliness. We are in the home stretch. This is the officially the beginning of the, the specials, mm. um, which is his, his final few episodes. Um, so not long to go with the old boy, and then he's, uh, we're moving on to what some would say better things, but... No, I, I I wouldn't. The, well, the next episode specifically. Oh no, I mean the next Doctor. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It, uh, look, right. So where where do we go from there? We've got David. Morrissey. I have no idea, to be honest with you. I can. <laughs> <you. laughs> uh, parts of David Morrissey's life are missing. Right, right. Hang on. Let's, let's oh, establish here this we go. now. How are we Wait. referring to the Doctors? Well, we'll just say David Morrissey. Okay, David. So, yeah, David. The two Davids. That, yeah, yeah, that makes it even harder. <laughs> uh, so David's doctor, uh, parts of his life are missing. No, don't say that. Don't just say David Morrissey. Okay. <laughs> the David Morrissey doctor has missing stretches of memory. It's the first thing that tips the doctor off to being like, oh, maybe this isn't oh, yes, exactly what it is. Yeah. Because he's like a, a doctor, a legend with some memories missing. Am I right? And he's like, way, oh, way. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, um, but he does reveal that he's been, you know, they, they've just seen the Cyber Shade, but they're still quite a comically silly kind of. The Cybermen are at work in London Town. It's like, yeah, I know. We just <laughs> saw is. him. <laughs> he is. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't believe me, sir, but they are creatures from another world. <laughs> Whoa! I like the comedy of all of this. Uh, it's it's, it's good, very yeah. fun to like. David Morrissey is very, I don't know, he's got this very, like, over-the-top nature about him all <laughs> yeah. throughout the episode, which I which I quite enjoy. Even when, like, he's Jackson Lake at the end and stuff, he's still got this... <laughs> Bravo this to the Doctor! Yeah, <laughs> this big bravado about him. Um, but, yeah. Um, you you love The Walking Dead. Okay. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you do? You got all those books. I, I like the comics of The Walking Dead, yeah, quite a yeah. lot. Yeah. And you love the show. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so David Morrissey, what was his deal? Did, did, didn't he? Wasn't he? Fucking hell! Wasn't he obsessed with like dead kids or something? Uh, yeah. So in he the... had like a collection of dead kids or something. Yeah. I th- uh, no, I think they were his kids. I think like he had like but three they were dead. kids or something that were that were zombies, but he couldn't let them not. Like he couldn't shoot them in the head. Like so he, he like he liked seeing them move around because he I guess he pretended they were still alive. Like he combed their hair and shit. It was very strange. What a weird man. Yeah. He's a lot weirder in the comics. He's out doing all sorts of sex crimes in the comics. Did he have a... Is he the one with the eye patch? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. We learn something new every day. <laughs> this was after this, right? He must have done... Oh, yeah. This was way after. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, yeah. I. So anyway, the, the Cybermen <sighs> are at work in London town. 
Um, there's a cool new Chief Cyberman design. I say cool. It's, it's just, not new. It's a lick of paint. No. He's, he's got a little black bit on he's, it. he's got yeah. like a, a rank, I guess, is what it is. <laughs> it's not really new, though. <laughs> no, because we've seen... Haven't we seen we've the seen Cyber the Controller? Bra- we've seen the open brain thing before. Was that John Lumick? That was, yeah, Trigger, I think. Yeah, yeah, Trigger, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we have seen elements of it before. I think there's, there, there might mm. just be a bit of reusing and a bit of... Yeah. We're not going to use the Cybermen again this era, so we may as well just fuck up some of the costumes. Well, the Cybermen, they, they do have the, the Cybus logo on them at this point. Yeah. The, the Cybus Industries logo. So I'm like, so how are they here? Because they're from Pete's world. Um, but then it is explained later yes. on in the episode. They, I, like, I was waiting to see if they would yeah. address it, because I'm like, huh. <laughs> they did, to be fair to them. They didn't yeah. just just forget about it, but no, they did. Um, they like fell through the void or whatever. Um, yeah, it doesn't really matter, but they're just here now. Um, what's, what's going on? We get some sexism, Nathan. We do, but it's like... <laughs> It makes sense. It's of the era sexism. It's, exact, it's of the era sexism. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sexism nonetheless, but it, it is it is forgivable in context. Well, um, but the the, the, do, the real doctor seems like he seems fine with it for some weird he, reason. He does. Like, he's watching it from afar, and like David Morris is like, yeah, "Go back to the TARDIS, Rosita. This is no work for a woman, or whatever." And she's like, "Well, fuck you, all right." Because fair play to her. Yeah. Um, but then the doctor's like watching from afar. But then he's just got this like cheeky grin on his face <laughs> as, as he's watching him say, "Go away, woman." Like, okay. He gets there's this is jumping way ahead, but there's a moment later on where he's like. To, the temp doctor turns around to Rosita and is like, "You should probably." And she's like, "Don't even try it." So he tries to get involved in the scene. He does. He's like, "I, He's I like, don't mind a bit of that." Finally, my chance to get involved. Oh, He's had man. enough. He has. He's had right enough. But yeah. So <laughs> the, 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 this is another thing that, like, I think there's a. It's not just like of the era. You know when Tarantino puts the N word in his movies because he's like, "Because he can. loves it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I said so. <laughs> yeah. I uh, know it was imperative that I wrote a movie saying <laughs> Cowboy Times in the 1800s, okay? I needed that it makes sense that they'd say this, okay? Yeah. I, it's I not did... excessive, actually. <laughs> I think it's accurate, you'll find. Yeah. There's not one on every page. Right? No, I needed to play this character who also says it. That's not true. He doesn't, but still. <laughs> it's funny to say that. We, we, we have fun with Tarantino. Uh, even if half of our image of him is completely made up. It's <laughs> yeah. um, like no, Nolan. Like, a lot of my Nolan stuff is made up, but it's also very yeah. funny. It's like a genuinely really good guy. Well, not in my head. No. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I don't think it's elements of this. I think it's more... This is another thing to, to tip... There's so many clues that, like, mm. the Doctor wouldn't do that. The Doctor wouldn't... Yeah. I know we just joked about the Doctor literally doing that. But the Doctor wouldn't outrightly say, this is no place for a woman. Yeah. This is this is the ideals of a man from this time. Not in 2008, anyway. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, so I, I quite like that little... It's just another little... <laughs> did you catch that? Hmm. Y- yes, but this is the thing, because there are a few little did-you-catch-that moments, and then they, mm. like, break into the house, and then there's, like... <laughs> 
Did you catch that? Did you catch that? Did you? Did you? And it's like I get it. I know. I can fucking. I. We haven't even had the reveal, and I know exactly what has happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so completely obvious the way they frame it. They're like they break into this guy's house, and then they're like, "Oh, Jackson Lake. He he mysteriously went missing. Um, yeah. And and who oh, we found these these little info stamps, which contain you know information <laughs> on certain people." And I was found with my memories missing, but with this info stamp and everything, like, okay, I can do simple mathematics, okay? Yeah, yeah. I can put two and two together and see what's happening. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Happens here, it, you know? It's, it's simple plot stuff, right? It's very simple plot stuff. That is there If there is a character who has died, but there is no body, and then there is a character who is a mystery character, yeah. they're the same fucking person. They are. They're one in the same. Yes. <laughs> it's, um, so, it's very obvious, but... It yeah. is. It's a, it's a bit of fun when um, we, we see David Morrissey's sonic screwdriver, which <laughs> is just a screwdriver. And he has the most thinly veiled reasoning for it being Sonic. He's like, it makes a noise. That's Sonic. No. I, I, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. What, what does Sonic even mean? But that's like me saying, I can, listen, listen to this. I just banged the desk. Do I have a Sonic hand? No. I, did, I didn't hear you bang the desk. Oh, maybe it, maybe my mic is too powerful. and it. No, it's because it, Zoom cut it out. But... Uh, well, it'll be on the recording. Yeah, it'll be on the recording. Yeah. Do I have a Sonic hand audience? Right in. Shut Let the know. fuck up. <laughs> Um, um, so with all of this, with all of this info stamp, not even a reveal. It's a reveal for anyone paying attention, but the the script pretends we haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, um, you get you get this really weird scene. I think of like, and it's it's pl- it's a punchline. It is a gag, um, but the the doctor goes, you know, you have a watch, is that right? And he's like, I do, yes. And, he, and he's like, fob watch, yeah. And he and he goes. Ancient stories speak of a tale that, if opened, this myths and, and legends have it that someone could conceal that. You've done this like three times. What do you mean, ancient myths? And <laughs> like, all of these, you've done this yourself about three times. <laughs> it's, it's a bit, it's, it's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> it, it? I know it's a joke, but it, it made me laugh because the doctor was very like if stories of old are to be believed then it's like stories of like last week for you (laughs) yeah he is like legend says that sometimes you know time lords can conceive you've done this we know yeah and we that's the thing we know this as well and you've done this multiple times so Mm. we know um yes it's it's um it's 
It, it's just the build-up to that. It's, and it's a fun little joke as well. It is a silly little gag. Like, yeah. the music swells. It's like this big moment that's building up. You think there's going to be, like, a burst of time world energy or whatever inside the watch, but it's just a... It's just like whoop, and then someone falls out. It's like, oh no, maybe not. It's... I wanted the uh, I wanted the return of the soundbite. It's a tardis, tardis, tardis. Regeneration, generation. That would have been good. Yeah. I would have enjoyed that. Um, <clears throat> David Tennant's whistle impression of the Sonic. <laughs> it's clean as fuck. It's like, quite good. Yeah, it's a very good whistle. Could have probably been eight yard. It probably was. Was it eight yeah. yard? Do you reckon? I don't know. Probably. Very clean from the day is what I'm saying. Yeah, it, yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm. not a single bit of background. I can't hear you. Is he cutting out? Yeah, I can't hear you. Doing it. Well, just audiences <laughs> will know this, but that was. Okay. <laughs> if I was editing this, I would have just inserted a sonic screwdriver <laughs> sound effect in there. Maybe I did. Maybe. Um, info stamps are found at the dead guy's house. We've already said this, but there's. But we see what they are. They're basically just a PowerPoint presentation of compressed memories. Yeah, but then also a bomb or whatever. Yeah, or a laser. <laughs> yeah, just a big laser gun or whatever. They are. They are if if it emits a light, it's a weapon. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I don't know how, but it's yeah, it makes perfect sense. And then it, the doctor will say some weird shit like, "Oh." chromatic feedback loop through the fucking regeneration yeah. energy or whatever you know just fucking bullshit like, oh yeah that makes sense uh, yeah why not yeah it's it is it is very funny that it's basically just like it's antithetical to the idea of what an info stamp is yeah right because blasting that into someone's mind should either dazzle them for a bit or maybe by logic sense like just make them very clever or knowledgeable about something specific but no it just blows them up yeah it just blows them up yeah Sure. Uh, yeah, very fun. Um, I have got a note that says I do like that Ten just can't help himself. Like he's pretending to be John Smith, his his usual mm. alias. Um, but as soon as Jackson Lake like sits down with the info stamp and has a bit of an introspective moment, he starts running around being like, "Oh, if the blah 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 and the chronon blah blah blah," yeah. and and it's like, dude, <laughs> just. You, you're giving this man an identity crisis. Can't well, that. the second the Cyberman shows up, he drops the act entirely. <laughs> He just like yeah, he p- he picks up a, a cutlass and he's like, "I'm the doctor, and I'm you know." Um, so I I do this now. This seems to be like a recurring thing I do where I talk about Doctor Who props that I had as toys. Okay, and you get to show off how rich you was as a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. To yeah. me, the poor kid who didn't yeah. have any of these toys. Yes, because for some reason, people genuinely <laughs> believe that I was buying Sonic screwdrivers for two hundred quid. Also, you've got the new Sonic screwdriver, and I haven't. Yeah, because I'm an adult. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know that's the reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm an adult, so I've got a toy, all right? Yeah. I wanted um, to buy that new one that came out this week, but I couldn't. But yeah. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry to hear. It's okay. Maybe I'll get it. Maybe I'll get two and keep them. Um, Shut up. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a little guess here. There are two props that <clears throat> feature in this scene quite prominently. Um, what? Which one? Then it doesn't have to be Doctor Who specific. But which which one do you think I had? The sword. I did. I had the cutlass. They sold. They sold the cutlass. No, not a Doctor Who. This is just a okay. cute little way of me saying I had so, a cutlass. All right. So you, yeah, you just 
They also didn't <laughs> sell an info stamp. <laughs> yeah, I can. They could have sold like an info stamp, like um, could have been like one of those viewfinder things. You know, like you like a, like you, a projector with the thing on it. Oh, maybe like a projector. Oh, you like you look through it and it has like slides yeah. and stuff. You could have done one of Viewmaster or whatever they were called. Oh man, get us in the offices. Yeah, <laughs> we'd make BBC a lot of wedge. Fuck character options. Give the license to us, mate. We'll, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll sort them right out. Okay, hey guys, remember this info stamp from a decade ago? <laughs> um, or, or All the kids two? are gonna want one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They <laughs> love them. Um, yeah, from this critically panned episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> Yeah. Um but yeah, so he has a little cutlass, he has a little um I do like that he whips out an umbrella and it's just obviously. Well what no was use. the other one? You said two props. No, I so I didn't have the info stamp. I was trying to trick Oh you him. didn't okay, yeah. right, okay. Um but yeah, so so he he also does something in this scene which is something I've always thought would help, especially in like uh Army of Ghosts and Doomsday when there's Cybermen feature quite prominently walking up and down flights of stairs. Yeah. Just fucking a stern kick. Yeah. Just a, just yeah. boot him. <laughs> seems, seems like the logical solution to yeah. me. And it, and it, it buys him a, a bit. It buys him yeah. a little bit of time. Yeah. It's good, yeah. But you can't go around kicking Cybermen all day long. No, it will run out. Yeah. But like, I feel, I feel like that's a, that's a one trick sort of thing. You get one of those. And then. Because yeah, they'll foresee it as well. And you've got a very. Like, if they grab your leg, you're fucked. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. They can electrocute you. Yeah, they could do a deletion. What's um, going on with these Cybermen? Because I swear, sometimes they have guns, but sometimes they don't. Do they not have guns in Doomsday? Yeah, they had wrist cannons. They had the wrist cannon <clears throat> guns, didn't <clears throat> they? Yeah, but then sometimes they don't. Look, they've, they've, What's going on? <laughs> they've already got the info stamps. They can only have one <laughs> handheld cannon. <laughs> it just seems like they're very limited by walking up to someone Frankenstein style, and then mm. Frankenstein style, that's hard to say, <laughs> and then electrocuting them with like the grip of their palm. It seems like it's a very inefficient way of like yeah. killing someone. I, where you can just do it like a blast from afar. One one of my next notes literally says that like the Cybermen well no, not one of my next notes, but it's, it's a bit later on. But like the the, the Cybermen <clears throat> seem extremely easy to evade. Yeah, like, they're just big metal boys. Yeah, the, the the cemetery where they're cleaning up the all the all the old uh, from hell cover men. Um, mm. Like, I'm, there's a few bird's eye view shots of like the the cemetery getting massacred, but like, mm. there's a space there. There's a space there. A, yeah. Run! Stop tripping yeah. over graves and just run. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to say that when you're not running in a graveyard, but I, I mean, yeah. But. Also, his eyes thought about this though as well because I, again, I was watching the confidential and they were mm. doing this scene and it's like it's in a graveyard. I'm like, what? Are, like the film is is there not some kind of rule about filming in graveyards or something? Because and it feels weird to just like, and I know they're like old graves or whatever, but it feels weird to just have like a bunch of people running all over these graves and then having them pretend to be killed by a big giant robot. Oh, yeah, I've never considered it that. It feels odd, doesn't it? Feels it feels disrespectful, yeah. It does a little bit, yeah. I'd love it. If I'm dead and buried and someone need, David Tennant needs to sprint over my grave for a Doctor Who episode, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. Or I'll, I'll, put, know, it, but I'll like, put it in my will that my estate shall approve this request. It feels like one of those things like where it's probably like the graveyard have gone, yeah, no worries, give us a grand, and then you can do it. Yeah. But then, like, I don't know. Feels a bit... you, you can't be tracking down all those families. No, I know, but I feel like you should... Ugh. 
It's, it's a bit dirty, yeah, but there's there's yeah. probably rules we're not privy to. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But, I don't know, it feels odd. Yeah, when, when you're born, you, <laughs> you have to sign a, your parents sign a waiver that if you die, they might film an episode of Doctor Who on a grave. <laughs> <laughs> There's Everyone, nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Everyone on the uh, on the death certificate, your family has to mark if 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 you're if you're if you die in Wales, yeah, family, it's only in Cardiff. If, if you die in any graveyard in Wales, then your family have to put on your death certificate whether or not your grave can be included in an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and then, and then if, if you tick no, you can't be buried in Wales. <laughs> they just they just tip you into a furnace. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> oh. oh, we have fun here. Um, I like, I do I quite enjoy the graveyard scene though. It's, it's quite it's cool when the Cybermen like just come out of the mist and stuff, and then mm. again we got that sexism because they're like. A woman in the graveyard is bad enough, but you're dressed like a whore. Yeah, your apparel is filthy. <laughs> she looks you're great. red, woman. This is disre- disrespectful. I've I've put down. I think the the per, I I didn't note down the actress's name, but the person who plays Miss Hartigan, right? Yeah. Was that She's, her name? Uh, that's her. Well, her name is apparently Mercy Hartigan. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is just fucking absurd. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, what's the other? What was that other stupid name in Doctor Who we laughed at for ages? Where it was just the character's uh, name. Yeah, it was the it was the Foster. Uh, <laughs> Miss Foster. <laughs> Miss Foster. Yeah. Did you not wonder about my name? No. <laughs> yeah. Why would I? <laughs> I'm Mrs. Adoption Agency. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, it no. makes sense now. To this plan I wasn't even aware of. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. So so anyway, Mercy Hartigan, right? Like, mm. there's the episode goes on to do what it does with her. But I think this performer has like a, you know, when you when when Doctor Who introduces a Time Lord, yes, as a character, and they have to have the actor has to have that source, that slightly elevated. Source. I'm gonna ban you from saying the word source. All right, because you mean, but you know you what a... it means. No, I don't. <laughs> what does it mean? They they have that quality to them where it's like, I don't know. She almost gives off like a Missy vibe. Like it feels like a mischievous, all-knowing type of character. Yes. And I was I I, I remember when she came <clears> into the episode when I was watching it just uh, just a couple of hours ago. I was thinking, like, oh, maybe I was wrong about this. Maybe this, like, this does because this is a great performance. This feels very mm. sinister, um, and and then it then it did what it did, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do, do you know what I mean? Like, there, it does feel like she has the caliber to play a much better character than this. Uh, yeah, I guess I I was probably just underwhelmed with the episode and the character overall. I think, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was good. Yeah, yeah. She was, <laughs> she she definitely she definitely did have that sinister, yeah, like Missy like nature to her. You're right. Yeah. Um, but Missy was also like Victorian esque and and stuff. So yeah, that's true. The the kind of the long gowns and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, across the town, London the town. Bus. Yeah. Um. What did you say? <laughs> Across the, you said across, and I just went the spider verse. Okay, good. 
<laughs> Just another pop culture reference ticked off there for us. Yes. Um, anyway, across London town, Rosita has prepared the TARDIS. <laughs> okay. And uh, and what is the TARDIS, Lawrence? Do you have it? Uh, well, we don't... I, I do have it. We don't quite get to it. It's, it's teased. The episode goes, Rosita has prepared the TARDIS. Let's sit for a bit. Yeah, let's go to some stables and look for some luggage yeah. for a little bit. Um, yeah. So anyway, that, and that luggage belongs to the murder victim who is bodiless, uh, Jackson Lake. Yeah. I wonder who that could be. Yeah. You have all of Jackson Lake's luggage right here? Mm. Seems fine to me. Nothing, <laughs> <laughs> nothing strange about like, that. that that's blo- evidence of what? <laughs> that he had clothes? <laughs> nothing strange about the fact that that bloke went missing and you just have all this stuff, <laughs> but you also don't really know who you are? Um, there's nothing weird going on here at all. This is all very normal. Um, I'm sure these are entirely unrelated. Yeah, don't worry about this. Um, anyway, like, fuck the staples. Uh, the TARDIS is a big hot air balloon. It, no, Nathan, I'll have you know that it is it's in fact tethered, tethered aerial, aerial release, release developed, developed in style. Did you just Awful. Google it? No, I, <laughs> I listened to the episode. <laughs> okay, you asked me if I had it. And I also no, I also had it. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Never before have I heard a more desperate attempt to fit into an anagram. Yeah, yeah, it's 100%. Makes no sense when you think about it. I I don't mind tethered aerial release, but developed in style is just frankly stupid. It reminds me of one of, like, those, uh, one of the lines from, I think it was, like, one of the first episodes of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that Mm. famously very good TV show, um, (laughs) where, like, someone asks... What does Shield stand for? And they were like, "Oh, strategic command, whatever." And they're like, "And what do you think that means?" And then he just says, "Sounded like someone really wanted our our initials to be Shield." Yeah, and it's just like you, you, yeah, you just worked backwards from what you had. Yeah, and then, you, you thought and, of a cool word, and then yes. went, "How does this work out?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I, I look, I'm gonna say, what a f- I understand the point is a letdown. But well, like, yeah, get the he's fuck not out of here! Tardis. He's not going to have a Tardis, is he? I know, and I get that it's supposed to be like the final piece of like this man is obviously not the Doctor. Yes, but at the you've been teasing this Tardis all episode. But and, what what was the point? What was you expecting? Though? I don't know. Just something cool. Exactly. Even just like a, I would have preferred it if it was like some sort of like <laughs> portable fucking something that resembled the Tardis at least. See, I, I think the basket of the TARDIS should have been blue because then yeah. it could have been like a blue box, you know, sort of thing as well. Oh, that's so much cleverer, yeah. Yeah, but but the balloon was blue, so that's something, <laughs> at least. And there's just a guy, there's just like a little ward that sits there yeah. waiting for them in the case yeah. they ever want to take off. Yeah, and and a, Jackson Lake apparently just pays him like. Like, I don't know, like a hundred quid a day or whatever. Just <laughs> an absurd amount of money to, to sit going. down. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, thank you, sir. And the doctor's like, oh, you got a lot of money. What's going on here? Yeah. One can say you it. might be a real person. One can say you might be Jackson Lake. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, did you get some deja vu in a certain Cyberman scene? Which, which had... Um, Good old Mercy telling the cyber, the cyber old men, the old bastards that have now all got their ear pierces in, 
Yeah. Right, ear pieces. pieces. Um, she starts going, turn left, turn right. Oh, uh, you're doing the the old bloke from... Yeah, it's it's the old Cockney yeah. guy. Look right? to the left. Yeah. And look to the right. I'm almost certain he even says something to the effect of, I could do that all day, or I know I'd never, you'd never get tired of that or something. Maybe. Doesn't he play in the jungle or something? Does he? Yeah, I'm sure he plays in the jungle. Like, oh, what, when they walk off? Oh, he does, yeah, because he marks out the sound of them screaming or something. Oh, my boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Um, so anyway, uh, we get the reveal. The episode finally lets us in because we've been tell you starved what. for knowledge. <laughs> it's a decent reveal. The It's let down by the fact that, yeah, I know. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm not a it, fucking yeah. idiot. <laughs> I I figured it out. It's so okay. blatantly clear. <laughs> yeah. But it's still it's it's well performed though, it I is. think. I think mean, yeah. the saving grace is uh you know the two Davids up there doing doing their stuff and and they are doing a good job, I think. I, I think this is where this is where it culminates in like David Morrissey was a popular fan casting for the Doctor. And yeah. it's like his natural but to be honest, any British man you could throw a stone the, and you'll the, find yeah. a theory about him wanting to be the Doctor, yeah. And also, the the British tabloids just made shit up as well. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. They were just like, oh, fucking uh, Will Smith, rumoured to be the next Doctor. <laughs> I, okay. I, I think I remember when um, Matt Smith was leaving, it was, oh, Billy Piper, rumoured to be playing the next Doctor. <laughs> I was like, fuck. sure, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'll believe that one. Hey, that seems like it could really happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, they just dig for the most absurd thing. But um, no, I, I like that this this reveal <laughs> is like this is where the the episode ends for me in my head of being good. Okay, yeah, because um, they 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 reveal it. It's a great concept. I love the idea of what? Well, yeah, just a just a man who basically lost his entire world in a second suddenly. Mm. And then, basically, like, Fugue stated his way into... And then, like, the memories that he lost were mm. replaced. That's why he feels like he's this half-Doctor-esque character, but he knows there's something wrong. Like... He was so traumatised that he escaped from his own life into the Doctors, Yeah, basically. And, and I love thanks, that concept. Thanks to the help of the info stamp. And yeah, it's an interesting concept. Mm. It definitely is. And, and like I say, it's it's really... A good reveal. David Tennant always nails those, like, I've got bad news to deliver sort of thing. Here, <laughs> well, he, I mean, he does until a certain scene in this episode. <laughs> what was the scene? No, no, not not necessarily bad news. But there, there oh, is... is it where he goes, where he reveals he's the Doctor? And then he goes, oh, <laughs> the one and only. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I was a bit like salt in the wound. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> bit like, fuck you. Yeah. Never, yeah. never mind your fucking mental crisis going on. Um, yeah, he literally, literally, Jackson Lake is sat there, right? Just He's, he's literally just remembered the death of his wife. Yeah, and he stood there cradling, head in his hands, and the doctors, and he's like, "So you're the doctor," and he's like, "The one and only baby." <laughs> Gives him a little wink. Al, you're not the doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I would ratio. say he then spends the rest of the episode rubbing it in. Um, <laughs> God, I've got some thoughts on the rest of the episode, um, but yeah, great scene. Um, I, I, I do quite like that that there is this kind of there is this kind of saving grace to Jackson Lake. Like it's not just been an embarrassment of a couple of days for him. Yeah. Um, where he's like, 
the doctor does confirm like the 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 info stamp just imports facts and figures but the bravery was entirely from him like he he was still i know he <laughs> fucking delusionally believed he was the doctor <laughs> and was probably like my life is fine i'll just regenerate blah 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 <laughs> but like it, i still do like that jackson lake's heart is one of a brave man if that yeah, makes sense yeah he's he's willing to to rise to the occasion and he yeah. um, straps on that that belt full of <laughs> bombs or whatever. The bandolier. <laughs> the bandolier, yeah. I, no, I'll, I'll be honest, that, that's hard. That goes off. I love it that. Does, it kind of does go hard, to be honest, but it's still very funny. Yeah. Oh, he's, watch out, he's got a bandolier of information. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he's going to shoot maths at me. But turns out that's lethal somehow. <laughs> that anyway, quite literally so... saves the day. <laughs> yes. So these these crusty old Cybermen, yeah. uh, not the the, the Cybermen. Yeah, I know like the, old I, the crusty men. old boys. Yes, yeah. yeah, the old men who are Cyber Boys. Yeah. They're they're taking all the kids or whatever. They're like, come on, kids, we need to work on this thing, <laughs> this this big giant boy or whatever. Yeah. So so they're just gathering that's their all whole of job, by the way. Yeah, that all they <laughs> all they need to do is just gather the kids and bring them to the fucking factory. That's the whole, and then she just kills them after. <laughs> They're essentially fucking Uber Eats drivers. Yeah, <laughs> that's essentially what they are. <laughs> just delivery boys. Yeah, yeah. I think what's possibly more. What's possibly more efficient at doing that is a terrifying Cyberman. Yeah, probably. Than just an old guy who was a bit more vacant than he used to be. <laughs> I think it's because like they, they own the workhouses, so that means somehow they're able to just get the kids in the middle of the night. But like That's not how it works. <laughs> and also, the Cybermen can do that. Yeah, like, just you're round about them to up. unleash Megatron onto the fucking city. Like the rules are out the window. It doesn't just matter. round them up. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the the kids who went to the workhouses, like they they were in the workhouses because they had like no families or anything, and they were like street urchins and poor or whatever. Yeah. So like, surely, like their families are not going to stop. Like fucking, yeah. you know, just and just also, round. and if their family again, if their families are like. No, actually, that doesn't. I'm calling HR about this. They'll just kill them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't <Leo>. matter. <laughs> yeah, just get cyber shades on it. They'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they would have been quick as well because they they yeah. that's their purpose, isn't it? They can they're like sheep dogs. They could herd the children. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They have you know, that little dog boy run, so they can um, do that, or they can just drive a car around. I guess. So yeah, one of the two. Depends uh, what you need them for. I I did like that. There is a really funny scene because the doctors <laughs> run off to to kind of figure out what's going on but there but just before rosita joins him there is this really funny scene to me that made me laugh Mm. and it's just after that like the doctor has been like the bravery of jackson lake like that's all you you know the doctor is just this in your mind but you're the brave guy here um and then jackson Lake, the doctor runs off and jackson lake heroically stands up and he's like the doctor needs help he should always have someone by his side and then there's just this second that he's like Go on, then fuck off. <laughs> That's on you. You go. Yeah. And it, it's re- it just really fucking got me. That's um, quite funny. But yeah, I'll be honest, the rest of this episode all just blurs together in just a big mess of nothingness for me because like, it's all just... A mess of nothingness. 
Yes, really. <laughs> it's it's all just very bland and speeches about mm, kings or whatever. I don't know. It's all fucking vague shit. Uh, all right. So I'll, I've got notes. Should we go for them? Yes. Uh, they the Cybermen have their legs on silent. Great line. Oh, that that was a good line. Yeah. Yes, um, and very true. They famously yeah. can turn them on and off. Yeah, <laughs> if they need to do sneakies. Um, uh, I I fucking laughed so hard when I don't know why it just caught me off guard because it's like not really an effect we've seen from Doctor Who before. Um, mm. when the Doctor throws the Cyberman the information stamp or the info stamp, right, and he plugs it into his chest, and then we just do a hard zoom into the Cyberman's into his eye, eye. <laughs> and we do, we, we do like a clip show of the epic 10th Doctor moments yes. and, then he's, and then he's like you're the Doctor and David Tennant's like yeah. <laughs> was, yeah I do remember laughing when he went into his eye and like that's how he saw he was thinking about the Doctor or whatever it just, it's like uh, it's, the, the episode is at this point is terrified you won't get it <laughs> it's, it's so funny um uh, we get some Dalek tech. Yes, they stole a little a, a thing from a, the Daleks. A dimension vault. <laughs> yeah, it's got some Dalek balls on it. So yeah, that's how you, that's Dalek how you know. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got the little designs on. So mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, my next note just says, "OMG, no way! The Cybermen betrayed their human ally and ended up converting them anyway. <laughs> Who could have seen that coming?" Yeah. So so they're like Miss whatever your name is. Yeah, um, mercy something. Yes, we uh, see. This is the. I don't. I don't fully understand what the Cybermen want here, because <laughs> yeah. they're like, we need this woman to to somehow get these other blokes hmm. to bring us the kids to build this Cyber King, which they build in like an hour yeah. or something as yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> I don't quite know what's going on there. And they but they've somehow yeah. built it under the Thames. Yes. Yeah, so I, that's I where it's been constructed. I I don't understand it at all, but whatever. Um, and then they're like, "Ah, oh, and we need you to, to what? To just become the Cyber King, but we also don't want you to be the Cyber King. So yeah. don't be the Cyber King. Just be us, I guess." Yeah. So it was like as it was the they kind of said to her, "She'll be the Cyber King." Yeah. Or no, she'll be worshipped or something. But then she didn't. Or she never assumed she would become the Cyber King. Yeah. And then, and then they. Then she was like, "I don't want to do that." Then they sat her in the chair, and then she. Then they made her into a Cyberman. But then they. But why of... did why did they need her to do? Yeah, that? They, they didn't. What? Exactly. Why <laughs> they didn't need her? Any... They didn't need the old men. <laughs> exactly. So just a regular Cyberman could have just the guy with the brain on show. Just put him in there. Yeah. And they'll be like, I am the Cyber King now. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, got you're, your the, you're the one show. with a fancy helmet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know how Doctor Who works. <laughs> but all right, but they need Mrs. Peregrine's, or whatever her name was, they needed her to... <laughs> Where did that come from? Oh, there's a movie, Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Kids. Okay. Um... <laughs> In a way, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, they need her to, to be the Cyber King, I guess. But then she's like, well, actually, I'm going to be the Cyber King. And then they're like, no, don't be the Cyber King. <laughs> we, we don't want you to be the Cyber King. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> stop. And I'm just like, what is going on? I, and this is where the episode gets a bit useless for me, right? Because the, the, this is the thing, right? The Cyber King, the reason that they get, the reason they go, be the Cyber King, she gets converted. Which, by the way, yeah. 
possibly the weakest conversion scene ever. She's just got like a little fucking. She's got a little zap. Yeah, a little zap, and then she's just got this like fucking gold thing on her head. She's got like the Cyberman like the like antenna thing, mm. but then and the werewolf it. black eyes from season. Yeah, she's two. got the werewolf black eyes. Yeah, do you remember season the, two when they had a snippy the, scissor machine that converted people? <laughs> yeah. and it was horrifying. It was. <laughs> no, it was scary. It was like, <laughs> It wasn't because it was just clearly like <laughs> a, a fucking an an image that frankly looks like it was generated by a computer from the eighties. All right, but it, but it's it's more metal of a concept than just a quick zap to the noggin, isn't it? Like I've seen more realistic looking things from a Pixar movie <laughs> than that. <laughs> I t- look, I take your point. I'm talking the concept at large. Yeah, at it large, used to be yeah. a lot cooler. <laughs> But it was also very vague, though, because it was like <laughs> it was snipping and snort and soaring, and there'd be a big laser as well. But then you'd just see a reaction shot, and it would just be like, like they the person was very clearly alive and screaming, <laughs> but they were apparently getting sawed open. Yeah. Which look, I, I don't know how any of that worked, but okay. Doctor Who isn't known for its adherence to medical procedures and like no. anatomy of the human body. <laughs> also, yeah, I'm pretty sure like someone could be in that machine and like it would be snipping away for a few minutes or whatever, and then it'd be like, ah, oh, no, help! And then like the doctor comes along and gets them out of it or whatever, and then they're just fine. Like they've been in the machine, they've been snipped and sawed. Instead of having half like, a brain, open. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, thanks, doctor, you got me out of there in time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I, you know what that would have happened, though? The doctor would have sonic the machine and gone, I managed to get him out of there before the conversion had completed or something. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And then, it's, and, and for my next trick, just fucking, I don't know, release the flaps of their head and sew them back together <laughs> with the sonic. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so Mrs. Peregrine is now the Cyber King. Yes. And this. And. Thing... Gone. Oh, I don't know. She's just the Cyber King now. But now she's like. Now I'm the Cyber King, um, and now you'll obey me. And then they're like, "Yeah, all right, we'll obey you now." Yeah. So, so this is where it, this is where it gets a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because this, and, and bear with me a sec. Right. So, if you cast your cast your mind back to season three, yes, the I'm thought, doing it now. Yeah. Thank you. the The thoughtfulness of the human Dalek era, right? The human Dalek arc. It is a woman, darling. It is. It it's is true, Murray Cox. Thank you. Yeah. I, the thing that, that that worked because it's a it, you're combining a human being who is yes a slime ball and a shithead, yeah, but he still has thoughts, feelings, wants, needs, desires, everything else, right? Mm. That that come with a human being, and you're pairing them into a cased up, <clears throat> machined metal shell of a creature that is devoid of any human emotion whatsoever. And so, designed exclusively to kill. Yeah, so you combine mm. those two things, and it's an interesting concept because it's two completely yeah. juxtapositional things that shouldn't align. Yes, and it becomes interesting. And I feel like that's sort of what they tried to do. But she's like, "I have fury, I have passion," and then the Cybermen are like, "No." And then the episode again is later then saved because the Doctor goes. I'm going to make you more human and show you what you... She's already a bit human. (laughs) Well, yeah, I feel like it kind of gets confused in what it's trying to do. Yeah. Because it's like, yes, I'm... We're going to make a new... I'll make a new race of Cybermen and they'll be more superior because they'll have (laughs) anger and passion and emotions. Um, But then, like, 
all all she's really doing is just the exact same thing the Cybermen want to do. Like she's not <laughs> she's the still reason, killing like, people. Yeah, she's still just killing and converting people and wanting to turn the whole race into Cybermen. Like yeah. the reason the human Dalek worked and was and it was interesting is because it what he wanted to break away from what the Daleks were doing and he wanted to do something different and he mm. wanted to and he brought these ideas to the table which the Daleks were like, oh hold up now I don't know about this one. <laughs> That's Chief. a bit too radical seems- for me. <laughs> We're going to have a bitchy session in the sewers about you because we don't like this, okay? So, so stop. Dalek Khan um, became a bit of a hypocrite, didn't he? Straight, he did, straight up killing yeah. the human Dalek and then traveling back in time and being like, ah, oh, nah, for real, he was on the summon, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> the Daleks suck. He was a real one, to be fair. <laughs> Look yeah. how I massacred my boy. Look, I, it's just, it's, it's messy, frankly. It's yeah. just. It, it's a shame it's um it's yeah it's just it's just a bit messy overall and and frankly a little boring as well it's like yeah you, we have this giant cyberman ryan Zin- and first of all it looks like shit <laughs> it Call looks it, so it, bad it looks nothing like a cyberman yeah. as well it's just like it's just like various hunks of metal and i know they're going for this kind of like steampunk uh aesthetic like victorian industrial uh like what would a victorian era cyberman look like this industrial sort of thing yeah. but it just looks shit and like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what it does look like yeah just yeah. yeah what would it look like crap shit and i feel like christmas specials they they usually get a bit more money to to mm. spend on them but like that, maybe that all went to david morrissey because like i, I mean it's, it, it's likely yeah because it, it just did not look good at all. No, I, I do. And I then do you have like, like, you have sorry, you have the doctor in like he gets in the David Morrissey's TARDIS, the hot air balloon. <laughs> but then he's clearly just like in a basket in a studio somewhere yeah. with a black screen behind him, and they're like, "Oh, he's in the sky," and I'm like, "Is he? Or yeah. is he just a few feet in front of a camera?" With a with a wind machine on him, that, so his the hair wind blows. machine is so aggressive, and the other <laughs> characters are in open air as well, and it's not even remotely windy for them. No, well they're in the Cyber King, obviously. Like, well, yeah, but that's so. an exp- that, they've got a little exposed chess piece, which is by the way, you put the heart of your Cyber King in an open fucking column in the middle of the like the chest. Yeah, just uh, the video game logic, isn't it? Here's my yeah. big glowing button. <laughs> don't don't attack, attack this my spot. red glowing bit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll get cross. <laughs> I'll get hungry. Um, I, I do like the concept of. Um, I know it. Do, the result of it isn't great, but I do like the concept of the Cybermen are restricted to Victorian technology. And like yeah. that, I, I like the concept of it being very. I mean, they they are and they aren't because they've got a big Dalek fucking machine. Um, but then yeah. they then they're oh, also they like that. yeah then they're also like children do some labor <laughs> yeah. and yeah how did the kids build this in an hour like that's what I do fu- as mate, well you, 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 <laughs> when you're a starving street urchin you'll do anything right? <laughs> and then, like at one point the Mrs whatever her name is she just says uh, like oh we need to accelerate our plans the Cyber King rises tonight. I, I guess that's how it works then. It's yeah. just we'll just magically have it ready now then because you decreed it so. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's it yeah, well you, you like I say you, nothing, nothing to motivate a street urchin than a crust of of a loaf, Nathan. 
I don't think that was even. even no, but they probably think promise. it. They probably they're like, "Oh, we're getting something yeah. out of this." What they're actually going to get is killed. Um, yeah. But 100%. Uh, speaking speaking of all the kids, we've got all the kids. They're in the Torchwood Hub. They, are they in the Torchwood Hub? Yeah, it's the that workout set. It was just the Torchwood Hub redressed. Oh my god, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Was Torchwood over by this point? <sighs> uh, no. Well, probably... Children of Earth, maybe. Children of Earth, I think, came out very early. Like, I think it would have come out like the next month because I think it was January uh, twenty two thousand nine. It came. Oh, out. so they'd, they'd have wrapped the set by this point, then, yeah. And and to be honest, that set's not really featured in Children of Earth, so yeah, probably. Oh. Does it come so... back for Miracle Day? No. What happened to the Torchwood Hub? Seems like a crazy piece of infrastructure to just forget. Didn't it blow up? It blew up in one of them. I'm sure it was destroyed in Children of Earth. Oh, because didn't yeah. Jack blow up? Jack was a bomb, and yeah. Oh, Jack was. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who. They love when a person is a bomb. <laughs> they really. We'll get that. spoilers. They don't... <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> they love when a person is a bomb. Uh, the so anyway, the children. Right, Jack, Jackson Lake is still going. Something's missing. He's he's finally got up. He stopped having a sulk, um, and he's he's that's not fair. He's having a terrible day. Um, but anyway, he's he's there. He's in the factory, um, and he's seeing all the kids being ev- like evacuated out of the building by Rosita, um, and I guess the doctor to a degree. But he's busy doing other stuff, um, mm. and he's going something's something's wrong. Something's so, so, you know like I'm remembering something, and then we cut to possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Did, right, it's not. It's not that it's funny, but it's fucking weird, right? Because the kid just doesn't move or do yeah, anything or yeah. say anything. Get the outnumbered boy to play his son. Yeah, if you right? got the outnumbered boy for the episode for him to go, what's Christmas Day, sir? <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you get an actual kid who can act? Yeah, to to play the integral role of the child in the in this episode. It, it feels like this kid had dialogue, but they cut it all. It feels like this was like a producer's son or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you want to be in Doctor Who? And he's like, yeah, I love Doctor Who. But then he like got real shy. Um, yeah, it feels then... like he, he, had a, he had a fucking nightmare on the day and, then yeah. just, and recoiled in on himself. Yeah. Because he does nothing. He's the, just, only t- just... the only word he says is in the cheers of Bravo later on. And he goes, yeah. Bravo once. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. that's the thing, right? Because it, it's my, my note just says Frederick is standing on the ledge. Why move, dude? Follow the rest of the kids when they ran out. He's just standing there in silence. He can see his dad. He thought his dad was dead. Say something. This is so fucking weird. It's all weird. It yeah. is weird. And yeah. And then and then the Jack. This is this is the personal thing that bothered me because I still care about all the Jackson Lake stuff in the first half of the episode. Mm. So when we when we touch in with Jackson Lake and we have a break from the Cyber Megazord, I'm like, sick. This is the part of the yeah. episode I like again. And he's like, he's, Jackson Lake's like, Doctor, my son, my son is up there. And the whole episode has told us Jackson Lake, albeit a bit of a delusional mess of a bloke right now, yeah. is a brave man. Yes. He's, we know two things about him. He's a brave man, yeah. and he's a misogynist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it takes a brave really... man to be a misogynist. In the way that... <laughs> I'm so glad I have that. No, it was a joke. No, I have. It was a joke. I'm going to clip that out. No. Um, but yeah, no. I... <laughs> For fuck's sake, why did I give you that? Um, 
No, but what, the thing that the thing that fucking just gets me about this scene is he's like, Doctor, it's my son. My son's up there, Doctor. Can you go get him, please? <laughs> and then he, and then the Doctor goes up, does something that like, all right, it's a bit absurd because he basically chops the string and it goes up like an Assassin's Creed fucking yeah, like like a lift in a, in a yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, he goes up, grabs his son, and then swings him back down. But but like the mm. Doctor is still the Doctor doesn't have super speed or strength. No, He's still just a person. Jackson, surely, surely from a writing perspective, if you want Jackson Lake to rise to the occasion and to like, mm. you know, the, the whole episode has been like, oh, I'm not this great hero figure. Actually, that's a lie. I'm this coward, Jackson <coughs> Lake. Have him rise to the occasion. Have him do yeah. the great thing and save his son. Like that's what you'd want, but. No, just this other bloke. Yeah, Eric. just just the doctor, and and they did. Yeah. It, it's so clear. Just further that they... prove the point that he is great and you are nothing. Yeah, yeah, and that that's <laughs> it's just one narrative choice that feels so painfully obvious to make. Yeah, and they yeah. kind of fucked it. But like the yeah, they I mean they they just wanted their slow mo shot of Tennant running out of red mist with a child saving the day, and like <laughs> and I get it. That's mm. going to be good for your Christmas Day trailer, right? I understand. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, but at the same time. I don't know. It, it, it felt like it was just such an obvious thing to to get wrong. Yeah. Um, anyway, he make look. He wins the day because he makes the cyber king remember that they're not a cyber king or whatever. <laughs> um, and then she gets like scared, and then he just makes it dissolve into time or whatever. Well, there's a few points I want to say. Oh, dude, can we just <laughs> no, no, no? But in and around this, right? Because there, there's some absurd things. Right? Okay. I'll be quick. I'll go through them quickly. Um, <laughs> I, this episode is going to be really shorter compared to our usual ones. Um, no one kill yourself. <laughs> stop, yeah, don't. <laughs> um, the Cyber King goes, your governments will surrender. And if not, they'll behold my power. And then she just starts obliterating London anyway. Like, yeah. there's no... How are the governments going to tell you that they've <laughs> surrendered? <laughs> you haven't given time. Yeah. She goes, behold my power. And they just start stepping on and blowing shit up. And they're like, the arms become like a turret and shit. <laughs> And again, you remember that children built this in an hour. Children built this out of scrap metal and, and, <laughs> and whatever. And crusty loafs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then, then the Doctor, like you said, he, he goes up in, his, in, in, in the TARDIS. Why not take the actual TARDIS? Seems safer. I, I thought this as well. It's like it's right around the corner. <laughs> you have an actual space machine, yeah. like right around the corner. Just fucking use that, mate. And, he, and he, he's also the Cyber King has to turn around. Like if the Cyber King doesn't turn around, he's just fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he just gets. Whereas the TARDIS, pull a lever on it. You're wherever you need to be. It's also the only ship out of the two ships that you have extreme in-depth knowledge of how to fly. Yeah, and and like hot air balloons, like you fly those with luck and prayers, mate. Yeah, That's like, some sandbags, I guess. Yeah. yeah, notoriously difficult to control. You you land a hot air balloon by crashing it. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so like, come on, man. Oh, all right. This is Miss Miss Hartigan. Um, I keep I if if you're wondering why, audience, uh, I am keep forgetting her name it's because some of the notes have her name and then i forget it in between reading other notes um miss hartigan she calls she calls the doctor when the doctor lands up in his balloon she goes Mm. she literally says to him yet another man to assert himself onto me in the night yeah there's this weird like they're (laughs) trying to make it some like feminist thing as well (laughs) yeah they like you've lost the moral argument (laughs) 
<laughs> they they try really hard to be like, oh, I'm a woman in a man's world, and and actually <laughs> n- n- now we'll have a cyber queen, and then uh, you know, and, but then we'll uh, blow her up. <laughs> but yeah, but like, ah, oh, I don't know. It's just it's just not great. It's just not a good attempt at all that stuff, really. Yeah, and and also it it like if they are going for that, it paints her in the wrong. Yes, of course it does. She, she's like she's the villain of the piece. She's the villain, and and, yeah. and she's like, you can't handle me because I'm a woman with ideas. And it's like, no, I can't handle you because you're massacring London. Yeah, for no reason. Oh, it's, it's a strange choice. I, I can I can see why they like would would want to put that narrative in there, and it's, it can be a good narrative to have you just have to make it work in a way yeah. that doesn't be like well actually you all were misogynistic to me so i'm gonna be the cyber king and blow up london yeah and make you okay and make you all the same i'm yeah. the, i'm the uh, ruler with ideas and cool things to implement but my big plan is to make you all the same like <laughs> i don't know okay. it, it, it's it's weird that like if you're gonna do this mm. you have to position your feminist icon in on the right side yeah like she can't like she as soon as she gets up and it, and it's also the doctors they're like it's not a battle of fucking like <laughs> ethics and and sexism and misogyny and everything it's mm. like you're killing people so stop it <laughs> yeah please please don't do that yeah the doctor's like you got the wrong end of the stick that's not why i'm here <laughs> um Doctor gets cancelled for trying to save the day <laughs> yeah exactly the doctor lands and everyone's like uh you actually should have heard her out um, <laughs> Twitter would have a field day with the doctor. Um, but anyway, right. So the, <laughs> this is something that gets me right, and and just stick with me on this because I find the, the the framing of this very funny. <coughs> so the doctor goes up, and his plan. We mentioned it a bit earlier. His plan is to blast the information, the info. What are they called the info spikes, info stamps, info stamps. The doctor, his plan is to blast a shitload of info stamps, which have now, he's turned off bomb setting on them, so they're now actually just info stamps again. Um, somehow, yeah. Somehow, yeah. They, they never, there wasn't a button, but there now is an intention behind them. Um, he zaps, he zaps her in the head with it, and his big plan all along was to make her see what she's done, right? I guess zap mm. back the memory of herself into her or something. Um, mm. Or like take out the Cybermen ideals or some some shit like that. Uh, it's very very vague. Um, and he goes, "I wasn't trying to kill you." But then what ends up happening may as well be, "I, I wasn't trying to kill you. I was trying to give you a mental breakdown so that you kill yourself." <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 the doctor is like, "I wasn't trying to do it, but look what you've done. Now kill yourself if you're truly on the right side of history." Does she kill herself? What happens? She blows her, She blows up the Cybermen and then she splatters. Like, almost like... You remember the Slitheen when they got vinegared? She blow up? She blows up. I have no memory of this. I watched this <laughs> the other day. I have no memory of that she, at all. I promise you she fully blows up. You see the fabric of her red dress snap and mm. she... Like that. Jesus. Wow. Fucking, okay. fucking absurd. That's insane. <laughs> but, but then, yes, you're right. The, um... The doctor then shoots the time vortex at her through the info stamp as well, because again, that's something. Um, yeah, uh, and then sends it elsewhere to be disintegrated. Um, bravo, everyone! Bravo, everyone! Sure. Uh, the doctor never asked to be thanked. Let's all give him a big thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I seem. 
I don't know. That that scene it seemed a little bit self indulgent to me. And it, it and it's not self indulgent because he wasn't the doctor, like he didn't ask for that or anything. Like <laughs> he lands he and he's like, Where's there, the like, applause? <laughs> yeah, where's my worship? But like <laughs> No, Tori, we talked about it so much. Ten has an ego. Like, yeah. the biggest fucking ego any doctor has had. And, like, and these just people feeding into that ego, I don't know, it just feels weird to me. It does. It just, yeah. yeah. Like, I know it's it's fun. It's good to have people thank the doctor and everything. But I, I was just like, <laughs> I quite I like, know. oh, doctor, won't you stay for a Christmas feast? Ask me twice. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll, I'll stay, but oh, you have to no. beg. No, I kind of liked that. I, I kind of liked the, that he stuck around for Christmas dinner, but he took him some convincing. Yeah. I, and, know, uh, I, like, I like that they were good mates, it seemed like. I, I Yeah. Two I like... misogynistic boys together. Yeah, just... yeah, two, the dog's like, you've got so much to teach me over dinner over, about <laughs> sexism. Exactly. Well, um, uh... Yeah. The dog's got a few sexist stories of his own that he could share, I'm sure. I'm sure he does. Um, but yeah, they they wrap it up. They they have a Christmas feast, and and that's pretty much it. That's oh, where we leave J- it. Jackson Lake gets the TARDIS scene. He gets an actual TARDIS scene. Oh, he does. Yeah, he goes into the TARDIS. Mm. Yeah, I like that. He's like, it's the way he's like, "This is nonsense." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty fun. Pretty yeah. fun stuff. If I was the do- if I was the actual doctor, I mean, he's like he's like, "This is silly. This is absurd. This is nonsense." I'm like, "Well, yours was a hot air balloon, mate." <laughs> This can actually travel in time and space. <laughs> yeah, so, so like, those in glass houses, yeah. He is right, though. It is nonsense. It does look awful. No, it looks so. fantastic, and he no. has to leave because he's so overwhelmed by the sheer <laughs> power of the design. No, I'm so happy it's almost over. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's pretty much it. Should we move on to weirdos? Because yeah. I, I have, I've had nothing to say about this episode <laughs> for the past ten minutes now. Okay, all right, let's do weirdo. Okay. Weirdo of the week. Weirdo. This is Weirdo of the Week. It's no oh, fuck. This is everyone's favourite segment of the show uh, where we get to take a chance to look back on some of the weird and wonderful and grubby little characters who come across our screens each and every week. Uh, Lawrence, please, I'm dying to know who you are choosing to celebrate as your weirdo for this week. So a little piece of my childhood was was reinvigorated today while watching this episode. Um, oh, yeah. So my childhood was fully reinvigorated when I... Was watching. It was at the scene where the doctor is. He's just got in the uh, the tethered aerial release, developed in style, uh, and he's up. Uh, and some little other older street urchin boy doesn't quite seem yes. like a nobleman uh, yes. or a man of means. Uh, he arrives on the screen. He steps straight in the frame, and he goes, "Who the bloody hell is that?" Yes. And that is Midnight Beast's very own Ashley Horn, who uh, follows me on Twitter. And I can't... Why does he follow you on Twitter? What did you do? And Yoko Ono. I don't Ono. know. And Yoko Ono. <laughs> yeah, and so you have the, the, the creme de la creme of, of, of salads. I have, I have uh, 
of star of the now largely defunct comedy rap group Midnight Beast, <laughs> Ashley Horn, who follows me. I have Yoko Ono, uh, who was married to John Lennon and yep. did a lot of her own stuff in as an artist and everything else. And I have notorious sex criminal Andy Signore, <laughs> uh, who uh, used to run Screen Junkies and everything like that until he got until he it came out that he was sexually assaulting some of his employees ah. um and he follows me so i don't follow him <laughs> so when i said the creme de la creme take it back <laughs> so I, I think that's the three biggest names who follow me for some reason um, um i've got mr sunday movies i also have mr sunday <laughs> no movies. <laughs> james follows me too so. james unfollow him you're not listening no don't it's all i have <laughs> I don't have Mason to be fair. You have Mason follows you? I have Mason, yeah, I do have Mason. Yeah, I don't Mason's have Mason, are my infinity so. gauntlet of followers, yeah. Yeah, I don't have that to be fair. I do have Ben. Yep. Um but it'd be weird if you didn't. <laughs> it would be because I met him. We we had a big hug at your wedding. Yeah. Um But anyway, no, so the Midnight Beast. Not not necessarily a weirdo in the context of Doctor Who, but just a very strange familiar face to see for pretty much no yeah. reason and no real part in the episode. If you're unfamiliar, the Midnight Beast uh, did that very famous parody of uh, TikTok, yes. uh, the Kesha song, mm. which is like how they blew up. Yeah, I saw them live. I went to see them live in like 2010 or 11 or something. You used to tease me because they were in my old Facebook bio. <laughs> it was more just because your bio itself was very funny. I, it's, but, it, like, it was very like a 14-year-old has made a <laughs> Facebook bio yeah. when Facebook was still relatively new. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What was it like year nine science fam and stuff like that? It was really bad, wasn't it? No, it was like, hates science, loves misfits and the midnight beast. <laughs> yeah, it's so good I put it twice or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you had like the midnight beast and then later down it you had the midnight beast so good I put it twice. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so cringe, man. Oh, it was very funny when, I think it was me and who found that i mean sorry your wife who found that it was yeah and yeah it's I can, a, say, can i say her name uh she she i think you can but she never likes okay. it so oh okay I'll so, so don't yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> otherwise i'll i'll get it in the old neck <laughs> the old ball and chain yeah um so could i put her twice um yeah <sighs> come on then sorry uh nathan who is your weirdo oh i'm i purposely didn't bring it up during the episode and i'm glad it wasn't brought up. Okay. Um, but uh, my weirdo for this week is Russell. Okay. I love it when I bring up a Russell as a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Russell T. Davies. Um, for for a, a writing choice. And in an episode of Strange Writing Choices, yeah. this one is... It's not strange. Well, it is. <laughs> okay. But it's more problematic than strange. Okay, okay. right. And we missed it because we talked about and, the sexism. We we did talk about the sexism. Um, this is a little bit different. Okay, so we have <laughs> the character of Rosita. Okay, and Rosita is very clearly oh, like we have the this. doctor and we have the doctor's companion. Okay, yeah, and we and the character is called Rosita, and she's very clearly supposed to be like an amalgamation, a mix 
of uh, all three of David Tennant's companions, okay? Yeah. So we have... Her name is Rosita, okay? <laughs> so, and the doctor's like, that's a fucking great name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's got Donna's fiery, sassy personality. She's very quick to, to argue back and put the doctor in his place. And then we have Martha... Apparently, what Russell seems to think Martha's defining character trait is... And, you know... <laughs> It's that she's black. <laughs> and it it just seems so fucking weird to me. That, yeah. that, like, you don't want to put a little bit more of Martha in there? You know, not like a medical student or anything, anything medical or or anything or else. Or just, like, just... A, like a defiant spirit, a very, like, tells the yes. doctor, claps back at him more so. Donna's sassy but up for a laugh, whereas Martha mm. is more, like... Will give the doctor a fucking shitty time if he's being a shitty. It just seems strange to me. Yeah, it it, it mm. seemed like the this is the the one way that we can define Martha, and yeah, and it doesn't even know. really make sense because like Rosita's just a person. Like yeah, yeah. There's there's other elements of like I don't I don't necessarily think that. Um, we, 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 maybe we're not the people for this, but there are other mishandled elements of like the fact that Rosita is black and how that is brought up in the episode. And like, is it brought up in the episode? Not not her skin color directly, but it's very like it, their relationship is quite transactional uh, with with David Morrissey's character. It's very like at the end mm. he's like, "More well, my son will need a nursemaid, so I'll fucking get her doing uh, that." Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, if I don't know, maybe, maybe this will get cut. Who knows? It feels a little too transactional. Their relationship, in some degrees. Mm. So yeah. Well, not, there we go. Not a great uh, show from Big Russ. No, no, just a, a little bit strange, a little bit problematic, a lot weird. Um, mm. So there we go. As these weirdos That's often that. are. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, I didn't know if you know about this, but this is the part of the show uh, where we get to hear what the people say. You can, uh, if you're listening to this, you can write in. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, at StillGotLegsPod, you will get little tweet reminders when we are about to record new episodes so you can have your say. Nathan will put the tweet out. You can respond to that tweet or you can email us at, uh, at the email uh, StillGotLegsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can have your say, and we are going to hear what the good people say now about the next Doctor. In a segment I like to call... Still Got it's, Thoughts. That's the one, yep. It's yeah. new, it's new, I forgot the name. I didn't forget the name. You did, though. No, I did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hello! Hello. Oh, me, by the way. Hello! <laughs> All right, so first of all, we're going to do the tweets as we always do. This one is from Rach... Uh, at Citing Strange on Twitter. Uh, between the fake-out regen last week and the title The Next Doctor, this was RTD deep in his clickbait era. If it <laughs> came out now, the iPlayer thumbnail will be 10 doing a hands-on-cheek shocked pose with a big red arrow pointing at Jackson Lake and the text, He's me? In all caps <laughs> at the bottom. Anyway, congrats to Russell for using the most annoying tactics uh, for viewing figures about half a decade before ever everyone else caught on um but it, unfortunately it just goes to emphasize what a dead episode this is boring all in caps 
Uh, hard agree there, Rage. I have to say, yeah. hard agree on all of that. I, I do like the, the the thumbnail thing. That was very fun. The thumbnail thing is very fun. I think yeah. I think I'm more warm to this episode than you are. I think it does some interesting stuff, but yeah, mm. it does become a bit of a snooze fest a bit later on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Piers Moore at Piers Moore says, "Load of bollocks." <laughs> just that. Just load just of bollocks. That. Just load of bollocks, yeah. All right, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> uh, the dastardly wizard of Poosh, who uh, you may formerly know as uh, Magnanimous Acorn Holder. I probably said that wrong. Magnanimous Acorn Holder yeah. um, at Super Superbrain says, Matt Smith is excellent in this episode. We still have a while until his proper introduction, but he blows it out of the park here. Frantic, charming, and silly, but with this old soul far beyond what his face suggests. An absolute masterclass. Can't wait to you cover his series. And then there's a fun little image of the next Doctor. Like, uh, it's David Tennant and the next Doctor, but it's got Matt Smith's face over David Morris's. <laughs> very so. good. Like it's very good. Thank you, um, Soupy Soup <clears throat> Brain. Next, we have Garen at Garenzilla. Uh, Russell shat the bed with this one. On the <laughs> upside, though, this aired the same day as the Wallace and Gromis adventures, uh, a matter of loaf and death. Our favorite plasticine pals are back in action, now running a bakery, all the while a serial killer is on the loose. Suspense, romance, and Wallace laying pipe? <laughs> this film has it all. While it is in the shadow of better shorts featuring the duo, Ardman as always deliver on the heart and hearty laughs we've come to expect from these cheese-loving boys. I do love Wallace and Gromit. You've you know. been on I'm an Ardman d- fix, haven't you, of late? Well, I, I've watched um, the two Chicken Run movies recently. Yeah, um, Dawn of the Nugget. Which, which I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed them quite a bit. Um, but no, Ardman always do a good job. I always, you know, there's something about Christmas Day. They always have like um, the the wrong trousers on, don't they, or something? Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I, I the always wanted their machine them. that like transported them out of bed and like into their trousers with their tea. And well, they have lots of machines. That's the thing. Like he's uh, Wallace is a, an inventor, isn't he? I, I that's true. Yeah. I yeah. um, I always love that. I keep seeing it every now and again pop up on Twitter of like one of the funniest jokes of all time. It's just the simplicity of like Gromit threatening the penguin and the penguin just pulling out a handgun, like a regular pistol. <laughs> the penguin was an absolute menace. He was though. a fucking freak. He was terrifying, <laughs> that penguin. He was, he was like a mob boss or something. He was, yeah. He was horrifying. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> I do love Wallace and Gromit, yeah. Thank you, uh, Garanzola. Hard agree, hard agree. Uh, Damn the Lamb uh, Damn the Lamb says honestly barely remember this one I think it's fine up until the end where it gets a bit too ridiculous even for my taste yeah. um, when we're talking about Doctor Who you know that's like that's a big thing yeah. I you do, really however, have to push the boat out to find a point that's too ridiculous for this show <laughs> yeah exactly I do however remember enjoying the Doctor projecting his past faces onto a wall uh, we'll see another great version of this in a few episodes time um, a much better version of it. 11th hour. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Um, thank you very much, uh, Damn the Lamb. We then have uh, Batothi Pie. Uh, it says, I've watched a lot of 10 and 11 eps on repeat, uh, but honestly, I don't think I've seen this episode since the initial <clears throat> broadcast. I remember the weird furry Cybermen being fun and the Sonic, <laughs> uh, in quotation marks, screwdriver having a stupid funny explanation but beyond that i've got nothing was it good question mark <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i love that like even still they're just like well, i'm not gonna rewatch it so you tell me 
Why would they? Yeah, I, I don't blame them yeah. at all. Uh, Kendall Roy's sad pointy ears. Skip. Also, can you be nicer <laughs> to Lawrence, please, Nathan? I know he's wrong all the time, but let him do a bit once in a while. I, I, I'm not sure I'm how nice I feel about this. <laughs> I, I'm not mean. I, I think I'm very nice to you. You, there's certainly an element of you, your meanness in this show. Yeah, but that's just fun, though, isn't it? Listen, we do a little bit of bravado for you guys. Right? <laughs> we 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 accentuate a bit of jazz. <laughs> I'm, I I feel, I feel like I'm a very nice friend to have. You are a nice friend to have. Uh, I would I would appreciate a bit more commitment to my bits, even if you don't like them. Um, I will never. But then, give a, you... but then I'm not on the side of Kendall Roy's sad pointy ears because they've just said uh, even though he's always fucking wrong or something. Well, you are. So listen, I'm not having this. Move on. They're right in that respect. Uh, thank you. I can't promise I'll be nice to Lawrence. I can't. It's he's honest. You know. Uh, at Robert Vasquez uh, at RW Vasquez says, so did Jackson Lake find a brown jacket because he knows the Doctor loves his brown suit, or did Eleven go on to wear tweed because he knows it's what the next Doctor is supposed to wear from Jackson Lake? Also, between the subtle "was he important" line and Jackson Lake screaming the Doctor's praises, it's easy to see how Russell meant for these specials to build into the finale, even if this episode doesn't stand as well as on its own. Uh, yeah, uh, in terms of the jacket, um, well, he just picked it up from a hospital, didn't he? He's just like, this looks good. Well, the, the tweed jacket, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, like a little changing room kind of thing, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I. As for Jackson Lake's jacket, I think, like we said earlier in the episode, I think it's just coincidence that they happened to pick a fancy dressed man. And he went, what's my most extravagant jacket? And put it on. I don't think Eleven put any thought. I don't think the doctor ever thought about Jackson Lake ever again after this day. I think that once once Ten left, after he had his Christmas dinner or whatever and he left, he never thought about this uh, adventure yeah, ever again. He forgot about him so quickly. As we'll come <laughs> to learn is is the trademark of the Russell era, of being like, yeah. goodbye, my sweet friends. I'll embark <laughs> onto another life where I will never think about you ever again. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tanner Moore uh, 15 says, it's definitely an episode. I watched it last year and felt that once was more than enough. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I look. I will probably never watch this episode again. Yeah, so. I, I do not blame you all. I I can't imagine I'll be in a rush to watch this anytime soon. Yeah, I'll probably watch it again. I'll you know I'll occasionally do a Doctor Who rewatch, but you know I won't be happy about it. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, just like the Cybermen in this episode, who want to crush the creativity. Oh, sorry, this is from Kai Armstrong uh, at Kai without a K. Just like the Cybermen in this episode who want to crush the creativity and individuality of humanity, Nathan wishes to crush our creativity and for us to conform with the regular Twitter logo. This is unexpectable and we deserve our Cassandra, not the basic podcast layout. Hard (laughs) agree. Lawrence, you better shut up. Still got legs nation, rise up against Nathan's (laughs) tyranny. He's not tyranny. He changed it back, by the way. Uh, he changed it. He changed it back after Cassandra, and I put it back as a, a, a kind of a collage of a terrible likeness of Clara uh, and her action figure. And then, it, then I just got a call from him in the middle of the day. I think it was was it yesterday or the day before? It was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, it was yesterday. A call from Nathan in the middle of the day yesterday, just going, "Explain yourself." <laughs> yeah, because I changed it, and it was only because someone tweeted in. Um, 
I like your banner. And I was like, what is going on here? Some, <laughs> some, some mischievous nonsense is going on. Um, so I had to take a look. Um, Nathan yeah, is an oppressor. Stop doing it. He's, he's, locked, he's, he's threatened no. to lock me out of the Twitter if I keep changing it. <laughs> no, and he I'm can try- do that. I am very unorganized. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to build something, Lawrence, okay? I think... I think we we need to respect our listener base and what they want. And the the, the poll was extremely clear. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but it was like a seventy thirty split. And I don't know who yeah. those thirty are, but you're all bootlickers, all right? They're on the right side of history. Okay? No, they're not. Um, yes. Look, okay, but it's a poll I never agreed to. If if we had said like yes we'll we'll have this poll and we'll stick to the decision and whatever the results may be then yes but that was never discussed it was never agreed upon you just went rogue and decided to do this I won't stop so I'll never stop until you lock me out well, well I will lock you out. I'll fight until the day I can no longer fight uh, this is from <laughs> and and this was this morning okay, okay. this was. A few hours ago, okay, yeah. from Greg Cactus Face. So, Greg, oh. you're you're very lucky because <laughs> we're recording this episode later than usual. Yeah, um, and if we'd recorded at the usual time, you would have missed the boat. The Greg Cactus uh, Cactus Face streak would have ended. <laughs> this is four different tweets from Greg Cactus Face. Okay, Jesus. and the first one, and the first one just says shit. Okay. <laughs> Uh, then the next one uh, in this episode information of the doctor is projected onto a wall in real life baseball is projected onto screens around America oh for fuck's sake <laughs> sweet number three uh, this episode features a giant cyberman writing out, rising out of a poison uh, a poisonous muck the Thames in the never ending <laughs> story a horse sinks into a poisonous muck which is true. Which is true. I get the feeling that Greg Cass's face knew he might have been late for this and was rushing. Well, these. then the next tweet is sorry, boys, I fucked it up this week. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely fine, uh, Greg. You you don't owe us anything. No. Okay, it, it is like you. To be honest, we paused the recording for you. We saw that you hadn't tweeted in yet, so I was like, no. We gotta hold off until Greg. We, gets we will wait. We wait. We, we will. Yeah. If if it's possible, Greg, you have until Mondays at eight a.m. until we need <laughs> no, to record. That's, no, that's not true. We <laughs> won't wait, Greg. But <laughs> it, it's just very coincidental and lucky this week. But uh, good job, you got in there. Well done. Nice. Um, we're gonna move on to the emails. <laughs> Nathan became the toy maker for a moment there. <laughs> yes. This is an email I received ten days ago. From Joshua Johnson, you may remember. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, hello. This is an episode I consistently forget about, and that, and that is doing it a disservice. Uh, I love David Morrissey's bootleg doctor with its sonic screwdriver because uh, it makes a noise, and his tethered aerial release developed in style. It is a crime that we didn't get a full run of Morrissey doctor, as I think he would have killed it. <clears throat> but unfortunately, he's just Jackson Lake. I think he would have done a good job too. To he, be honest, the thing this is the thing, right? This is why I, mm. there's there's a there is a silver lining to this episode. David Morrissey mm. would have made a good Doctor, but he's also mm. a very boring choice. Like in the sense that he's a oh. no, he's a great performer, but I like like I had never ever once thought of Shooty Gatwa as a Doctor. And the, 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 you're the, a racist. Yeah, well, no, obviously, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I like about it is it gets it makes you think. 
the Doctor Who, the, a Doctor Who casting, I, I like it at its best when it's someone I've never considered. Never heard of Matt Smith. David Tennant mm-hmm. was like not unknown, but doing very small, silly bits. And then got massive off Doctor Who. Shooting at was Sex Education, a well-known name. Never thought mm-hmm. about him as the Doctor. And then, oh yeah, obviously that makes so much sense. Whereas David... What about Peter Capaldi? Well, Peter Capaldi was often thought an impossible choice. And I, I like, because of his previous appearances Why? in the Doctor Who-niverse. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, true. But I like... Uh, yeah, again, a really interesting choice. Just a complete departure mm. from the the youthful uh, young man who like was often an optimist. Like a quite an, a very interesting choice. I will say I'm very excited for when we get to the Capaldi years because uh, I have a clip that I can play of um, me. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> what what is it? Uh, and we'll, I'm not going to say now, but. It's from an, uh, an early pod, an early podcast of ours that we used to do, but okay. but yeah. Oh no, am I really rude? Well, I have a clip. I mean, in fairness, <laughs> that was 2016. Yeah, cut me uh, some fucking slack. 2017, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. well, in that case, then yeah, fuck me. <laughs> uh, oh, my belly's rumbling. Excuse me. Uh, the Dreadnought class Cyber King is sick as fuck. Slightly shaky CGI aside, the idea of a steampunk Cyberman Titan is effortlessly cool, and the ideas of a battalion of those stomping across the battlefield during a cyber invasion just make me shake my head at the fact they were never used again. I sat, I stand the Cybermen, if you couldn't tell. I think they're crap. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're used crap. They're used. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, like what, what Josh is saying here, I think... That would have been very cool if we did have that. But... We've seen cyber invasions before where they just didn't do this. Well, yeah, but we've seen a lot of things before where they didn't do that. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, my weirdo is Jackson Lake's child for how unfazed and statue-like he is throughout the entire <laughs> climax. Kid didn't give a single fuck, but would be screaming. Uh, what does he get up to today, today if this shit just bores him? Also, a weird choice from Ten, assuming that the kid would hold on. If he misjudged that situation, would have been a shocker. That's very funny. Mm. Uh, sorry for the long-ass email. I just love talking about this show. You don't have to read the whole thing out. Well, I did. Tough. Keep up the good work, boys. <laughs> yeah, tough. We'll read it all out. Keep up the good work, boys. Can't wait to see your thoughts on the Moffat era. We're very close. and I'm very excited. We are. Um, so so there we go. Thank you very much, Josh. Um, now I have to find out where my new emails begin. Uh, here we go. This is from Sam. Sam Nixon, our good friend. Hello, Nathan and Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence, in response to asking if you and I were boys because I came with proof that the blue suit is better mm-hmm. last week, uh, I can confirm we are. Hey. While I do think the blue suit is better, Nathan also controls what is read out on the pod, so I've got to keep him sweet. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. Mm. I also do the podcast with Nathan, so occasionally I'll chuck him a bone as well. Um... Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of this. No, no, we're boys. We get it. (laughs) Oh, don't like this. We understand dealing with the tyrant Nathan and his oppressive ways with the Twitter banner. Oh, I just read this next line for fuck's sake. (laughs) Also, I deleted the artist formerly known as Twitter a few months ago, but Nathan, you really should change the banner back to Cassandra (laughs) for democracy's sake. 
Okay. P.S. I guess the next doctor's fine. Crazy everyone in Victorian London forgot the Iron Giant happened. <laughs> kind regards. <laughs> um, I, yeah. They, they also forgot there was a big dinosaur there as well. They forget a lot of stuff. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And they like, couldn't write anything down. I don't blame them. Like, I mean, they could. They <laughs> no, very but... much could. No. <laughs> Are you saying the written words hadn't been thought of in 1850? No, but it's not going to spread too far, is it? Like, they're not going. It's not going to leave London. <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> yes, it will. No, it's not like, it's not like Twitter. All over... <laughs> we had books from all over the world. <laughs> we had news about what was going on in other countries. Yeah, right, it was a dumb thing to say. <laughs> They couldn't write anything. Every now and then, you say something which is so fucking stupid. Fuck's sake. But, uh, what was it last week? You like? Um, oh, the fucking hydrogen bomb thing. Oh yeah, yeah you didn't think of the fucking nuclear bombs and nuclear. Bomb I called Nathan the next day, and I'm like, I sounded like a fucking idiot, and I'm so pissed off that that is in the episode. Uh, it's funny though. It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Sam. Um, I'm not changing the Twitter back, but thank you. The tyrant continues. I'm not a tyrant. I'm trying to build a successful podcast. No, you can't uh, touch the Twitter banner. <laughs> you're a, you're a little social vo- media fucking manager. Don't put this voice on me, all right? Uh, fuck you. I'm Nathan. Uh, fuck off. Uh, this is from Ty Rotheramole. Hi, Nathan. Uh, hey, Nathan and Lawrence. I really appreciate and adore the pod as someone who only started watching Doki Who for the first time back in November. Oh, a new fan. Welcome. Uh, as as a fan of Tenant, I decided to give things a go with the 60th, uh, and this time it finally hooked me. So much so that I'm now up to date with all of Doctor Who from 2005 to 2022 Jesus. Uh, and the specials from the new series. Jesus Christ. That's a fucking marathon. That's that's impressive. Uh, It's honestly become one of my favorite TV shows of all time, and listening to you guys during that time has only boosted my enjoyment. Thank you very much. That's very sweet. Uh, As for this week's episode, it's fine. (laughs) Morrissey has... (laughs) I love love how everyone rides so high in their initial thoughts of like, here's some stuff I want to say to you guys, and then it's, as for the episode, it's mostly shit. (laughs) Morrissey is a really great guest star, but beyond all that, it just feels a bit meandering. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the Planet of the Dead next week because it features one of my biggest... Holy shit, they're in the show. Actors in my time watching it. Oh, I yeah. think I know who that'll be. Uh, There's a few just... who that could be. No, I think there's just one. There's one big one. There's one that's the, bigger it's, now. It's the big one. Yeah, it's the one that's big now. Because like, they weren't big when they did this, but... Uh, would you not think that there's two? Because now I'm confused Ooh. about who you mean. Cut. Hang on. We're going to have a conversation. One sec. <laughs> anyway, we're back from our conversation. Yeah, um, we had a chat off screen. Yes. Um, where was I? Uh, keep up the great work, lads. Ty from Calgary, Canada. Ooh. Ooh. I love it when we get people from uh, from like further abroad, right? Any. <laughs> just, just different countries, you mean? Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> Nathan's a <laughs> man of this, culture. Like, no, this silly little podcast has been listened to as far away <laughs> as Calgary, Canada. That excites me. That is exciting, yeah. Our voices are being heard in Canada, of all places. That is and weird I love that Canada. my voice has been played in Canada. Yeah, I love Canada. I've never been. I'd love to go. Mm. Seems like a beautiful country. I want to go to a Tim Hortons. What's a Tim Hortons? It's like a coffee donut shop, like a Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, okay. It's like a, yeah. yeah, like a Canadian version of it. I'd go for one of them. Oi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Oi, how are you doing there, Sorry, bud? This marks our first and last email from Canada, then. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah. No, you need to stop that. Okay, yeah, I'll stop. <laughs> I like doing the little accent. Yeah. I love the Canadian accent. It's beautiful, I think. Um anyway, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Ty. You don't really hold it up with the reverence of its beauty, if that's what you truly think. <laughs> It is. It is beautiful. <laughs> I was doing like a very stereotypical Canadian accent. But <laughs> I like, think you were trying. Canada's to. like Canada's like a big place. It's like one of the biggest countries in the world with like a lot of. I imagine a lot of different accents as well. But like, yeah. I like how everyone from movement. Toronto says Toronto. It doesn't Toronto. say Toronto. Yeah. I like how Toronto is like. Is it Toronto that's always like? Oh, this is New York. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, oh well, f- what's the what's the one that always gets used in TVs? Atlanta. That's, no, no, it's it's because they filmed like the Flash and everything there as well in uh, I see. Toronto. Yeah, because there was always that stadium, and it like appeared in like every single uh, CW DC show, and they were like, "We're in different cities, but they all have the <laughs> same stadium." <laughs> <laughs> you know that universal stadium that is just everywhere yeah. in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're in different. But cities. also that that stadium was like it was it was um, in the Flash. It was supposed to be Star Labs. It was supposed to be like a laboratory where uh, they okay. like all did work. But it's a stadium. But yeah, <laughs> oh. I don't know. Anyway, good stuff. Uh, the Dam Beaver. Uh, that's just the name on the email. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know. <laughs> uh, hello, boys. Big fan of the show. Uh, oh, wait. On a, uh, hello, boys. Okay. Hello, boys. Big fan of the show. You two nerdy idiots brighted up my shifts at work, and I can't thank you enough for giving me something to look forward to every week. Uh, I wanted to repay in some way, and I thought it would be fun to supply you with some interesting trivia points for each episode of the show. Uh, I really hope you enjoy these because I got a few lined up already, and it would be a shame to watch this go to waste. We love Doki Who trivia. Oh yeah, don't we? We used to play we a do. game called Who Triv, where we'd surprise we each did. other. We'd walk into. We used to live in the same, well, very close flats at uni, um, next door. Yeah, and we used to just barge into each other's rooms and go Who Triv, and then ask an extremely niche thing. And I would always get it right, and Lawrence would always get it wrong. No, I'd get it. Um, I'd get it mostely right, but sometimes wrong. No, I think <laughs> mostly wrong. Um, if it's taking too long to get through, then you have my full permission to ignore some of the points. Too bad. We're gonna read it all. Uh, Don't Rose. email unless you want us. It, unless... <laughs> exactly. One day, I need someone to email the entirety of a book to Nathan. <laughs> Oh, no, don't, <laughs> because they fucking will. Now. And then we'll see how <laughs> committed he truly is. Don't, don't no one do that. Be, they, I am, I'm going to have to cut that out now because <laughs> they will. <laughs> they will. Coward! <laughs> oh, well, we'll oh, I don't like you calling me a coward. Now I'm going to have to. <laughs> All right, here's the ultimate endgame. Nathan can change the banner back to Cassandra or everyone send him a book. Any book you like. I don't like this. I don't like this situation. I've, I've been won. To. No, I don't like this at all. Um, I'm going to go back to this email, pretend none of that happened. Uh, Rose, uh, Edgar Wright was originally asked to direct this episode, but he passed on doing it. Can you imagine such a world? Oh, that, I don't know if, but like. Quick Ed- shots, quick action cuts. Yeah, but Edgar Wright. With such a sourceless piece. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? 
This, like, I love Edgar Wright's direction, but, like, I usually like it when he directs good stuff, like a good script. And... Rose is good. Wait, Rose? Yes. Are we not talking about this episode? No, I just said Rose. Oh, I was thinking about my victory over you. Go on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Cut no. that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Rose. Edgar Wright was originally asked to direct the episode, but he passed on doing it. He shouldn't have. That would have been really cool. It would have, yeah. Uh, the BBC suggested having Tom Baker be the ninth Doctor to capitalise on the legacy. Russell apparently pretended to consider it and ignored it. <laughs> I think mean, good on Russell. Yeah, absolutely good on Russell. Yeah, yeah. that's like one of those like uh, you know executives thinking they know what they're doing. Yeah. Point like, oh yeah, maybe that'll maybe be a good. I've idea. got Doctor Who. All right, <laughs> I've got the craziest <laughs> idea. No. Uh, other potential nine doctors were Hugh Grant. I believe Hugh Grant played. Was it Hugh Grant who played the ninth doctor in um, that comic relief thing? Oh, no. Was that Rowan Atkinson? I definitely. can't remember. Rowan Atkinson definitely think, did one of them. Yeah, but I think Hugh Grant was in that special, though, as well. Uh, maybe as the 10th or 11th doctor. Mm. Uh, Bill Nye, Shane Ritchie, Alan Cumming. Uh, Alan Cumming would be good. Alan Davies. Mm. Su- uh, Susie, Eddie Izzard, uh, Martin Clunes, Richard E. Grant, uh, Anthony Head, and David Sachet. All, yeah, they, they all seem like Doctor types, I think, really. This is this. Not Shane Ritchie. Shane Ritchie would have been bad. This is the, like, the, the David Morrissey of this. You know, this is what I was saying a bit mm. earlier about they're all, these are all the expected choices. These are all the names you hear every single time there's a Doctor change. Not Shane Ritchie. <clears throat> Well, all right, no, but like we just said. <laughs> like, yeah. End of the world. Uh, some scenes on the cutting room floor included a scene where Rose contacts Jackie as the sun rays break through the gallery. Uh, Russell had no idea how to budget a science fiction show, <laughs> resulting in the majority of the entire series budget being used on this episode. Jesus Christ. On that episode? Fuck wow. Me. Looks like shit. But no, I guess there's all the... The costumes and the makeup and yeah. and the, the fun little characters. Stuff. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. There's a big head in the jar. Captain um, Jack in the jar. No, hope you enjoyed them. <laughs> I'll be back next week with some more, uh, unless you hated this, in which case, fair enough. We did not no, we hate loved it. it. Uh, this is from Leah Hatton. Uh, P.S. I know what the email address says, but I would vastly prefer if you referred to it as Leah in the future, if you can remember. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, no, that's absolutely fine, Leah. You, we will call you as such. Um, I complete. I didn't even read your the email's name, so my bad. Thank you very much, Leah. Uh, please, no, please bring us more trivia. We absolutely love that stuff. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Uh, where are we now? Uh, I don't know. I can't see the screen. Shut the fuck up. Uh, Billy who? Hello, Nathan and Lawrence. Uh... <laughs> Oh, sorry. Billy who? Still got thoughts on the new Doctor. Uh, Hello, Nathan and Lawrence. You've caught me, but mostly it was Catherine, with whom there is, of course, no beef. I have used some rather overly complicated pop science vocabulary in my past emails. I knew it. I knew from the beginning. No. Uh, Fortunately, this is only something that I do and not something that would ever be included in, say, a 60-year-old national icon of a show. No, that's true. They definitely wouldn't just make up very scientific-sounding words just to... 
say, you know, just, for example, just to explain why a post an info stamp might shoot out a laser. <laughs> yeah, might, might say become a bum. Yeah. yeah. Pop quiz, Lawrence. How many cyborgs Fuck. were there in this episode of Doctor Who? How many which ones? Cyborgs. S- uh, cyborgs. Cyborg definition is a, is like a human split with a robot, right? Answer, need an answer. Oh, shit. Cyborgs, I would say one. The answer is that depending on your definition of cyborg, there may be too many to count. Okay. Of course, we're all familiar with the standard definition of cyborg, that being creatures <laughs> like the Cybermen who are part robot and part human. But did you know that cyborg has some other and more broad definitions from an anthropological point of view? Here Thanks, Billy. <laughs> some definitions even go as far as to define cyborg as any person who has any artificial components in their body such as pins in your bones, fake teeth, or even implants. A few even more broader definitions even go so far as to say that any person who relies greatly on technology can be classified as a cyborg, but that would mean that pretty much everyone on Earth is a cyborg, and at that point, the definition sort of loses its purpose. As always, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, as after all, I'm just some idiot. Keep up the great work, love the pod, and let me know if these emails ever become an annoyance to you too. They they don't, I love them. It's, it's actually very funny, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> you're, you're just mad you got rinsed. I got rinsed and I'm not happy about it. No, I love the emails. Yeah. I, 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 I enjoy just a little insight into a weird world of science I have no idea or context for. Uh, this is from uh, Patricia Laskowska. I hope I pronounced that right. I very much apologize. Uh, if not, please um, feel free to shout at me. Uh, Dear Nathan and Lawrence, first of all, don't bother with reading my full name. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> don't bother <laughs> with reading my full name out. And I'm, f- and I'm At least Polish, we know you I'm... never read these ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That proves it. Um, I'm Polish and I'm aware that my name is a disaster to read in English. With that, I'm sorry if this email is written poorly. English is in my first language. Don't apologize for that at all. Uh, I just wanted to thank you guys for the podcast. I'm pretty new to Doctor Who community and this is the only Doctor Who podcast i know and listen to uh so i guess you're right when you say this is the only one in general i told you yep. you have proof there you it's go. the only one out there uh i haven't watched doctor who as a kid uh, and i started watching it recently i'm currently watching the capaldi era so much like for lawrence uh, i will turn into a watch podcast for me in the future nice i really enjoy your memories of the show from your childhood uh oh actually we have been saying you know like mm. let's not spoil stuff of people who haven't watched it and we're like is there anyone who really hasn't <coughs> now we have proof that there's there definitive is, so proof. actually so yes it's good that we're bleeping stuff out actually yeah <laughs> um did you hear that? Was that your stomach? That was my stomach. Fuck you know. Did you did that pick up? My man needs a hot meal. <laughs> Jesus. My my, my my man is out here like the street urchins in this episode, just thriving for a piece of bread. <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. I was gonna cut that, but I don't know, that's quite funny. <laughs> that's, that's outrageous. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I really enjoy your memories of the show from your childhood uh, as I never watched the show from a child's point of view. Uh, I enjoy it every time you make fun of the show out of the stupidity uh, because I'm an adult viewer. I can see how stupid and silly this show is and I'm glad I'm not the only one who can see it. Yeah. It's very stupid. But oh, like, that, that's part and parcel with being a Doctor yeah. Who fan. We all know that there's some real dumb shit. Yeah, that's it's 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 very dumb, but that's that's kind of like why we love it. Mm. Uh, you've made me like Rose and appreciate Martha, so thank you for that because I was blind not to like them. Uh, or not like this. Uh, the brown suit is way better than the blue. Oh yeah, on, uh, and this is the best Tardis interior. Even though I also do think it stinks like a locker room. Uh, that's fair. Uh, I, re- so I really enjoy Lawrence's opinions in general. And usually I think the same. So Nathan, please stop yelling at us for being right. <laughs> yeah, I like... Do you know what? I like this. I'm feeling a lot of vindication from this week. Lawrence, shut up. Okay. <laughs> uh, I hope I calculated everything right. Uh, and you're reading this as you watch the next Doctor. You have. Uh, so here are some of my thoughts about the episode. One, I was very stressed out while watching it. I got into the show because of my adoration for David Tennant, so after the journey's end, I was anxiously awaiting his regeneration. Uh, I was glad that RTD didn't torment the modern London with aliens once again on Christmas (laughs) and give them Brits a break from us. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I hope your weirdo <coughs> is the kid of the fake doctor. He is so strange just standing there waiting to die. What was he <laughs> thinking? He is literally so weird and stupid I couldn't cope with it. Uh, he also has a poker face for the whole episode. He does. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. completely expressionless. Yeah. I love the tethered aerial release developed in style joke. And if you didn't laugh, you're wrong. I laughed, but I don't think for the reason that the show intended. <laughs> I was laughing at, not with. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I just realised, though, uh, for a Christmas special, it hasn't got that one Christmas song that they always use. Oh, it's, well, it'd be, it'd be even more egregious to play. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah be... But also, yes, in this Christmas special episode, it doesn't have that song, but it did feature twice in Turn Left, an episode which is not a Christmas special. That's true. So they've got so their quota they, in. They, they've got plus one on the quota <laughs> because of that. So, so even if it doesn't appear in the end of time, they're still good. They're still, they're still they're covered. They, yeah. They're covered all their crowns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for the podcast. I listen to your silly little jokes on my way to uni and you make my mood. Uh, as I am now up to date with the episodes, I will probably email you or tweet uh, some more of my opinions and thoughts. Uh, usually the same as Lawrence's, but whatever. Oh, yeah. No, no we, we want to hear and thank you for the kind words. That's lovely. Cheers, lads, and greetings from Poland, Pat Laskowska. Uh, P.S. I highly recommend watching Good Omens and maybe giving us some thoughts on it on another happy pod. Uh, the series is great, and I think you'd enjoy it. Um, I, mean, I, I do quite want to watch Good Omens. I like David Tennant. I like Michael Sheen. Mm. Uh, I like Neil Gaiman. And do you as know well, what? As, as so. the good graces for coming from Still Got Legs, we, uh, we won't make you fill out the form. We'll just take the recommendation as it is. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Thank you very much, Pat. Um, that was very sweet. And um, uh, another listener from not the UK, so that's exciting. Mm. Poland. We're in Poland, baby. We've broke Poland. Oh, yeah. No, hang on. <laughs> no, like we broke Poland. Okay. okay. Uh, this is from our good friend David with the Talking Pictures podcast. Hi, guys. Uh, can't put my finger on why this episode doesn't hit 
It has some good elements, like how we have a companion named Rosita. Uh, the many coincidences that lead tend to believe that his successor is Morrissey, Fubwatch mostly, uh, and the next Doctor's TARDIS and his naming convention for it. I especially like the contrast between last week's episode where we saw the Doctor's companions turned into soldiers uh, and this seeing Jackson Lake and Rosita being heroes even without the Doctor's smarts or technology or lovely blue suit. Ha! (laughs) Uh, It is unfortunate that Ten's legacy will feel like to him that he did turn his friends into warriors as opposed to just be mates like he wanted with Donna. But good to see that he can inspire people to do good. But as a whole, this episode just seems a bit boring overall. Hard agree. Hmm. Um, I like the idea of seeing a multi-doctor story from the perspective of the younger two, as we normally get it from per, from the perspective of whoever the current doctor is. Uh, I'm not sure if either of you remember back then, but Matt Smith, uh, but had Matt Smith already been announced as the next doctor, or was David Morrissey being advertised as the next doctor? until this episode released a little bit of both basically they, yeah, they definitely cause... held matt smith back a bit for this didn't they well yeah it was released like about two weeks or so <clears throat> after this it was like the beginning of january that matt smith was announced yeah so so yeah I've, they were purposefully holding that back just a little bit makes sense um so yeah um my question to you this week is if hypothetically we could have got a story like this where we are introduced to the next doctor through the eyes of a previous incarnation which two would you have liked to interact this way? I think 11 and 12, or even if skipping a regen, 9 and 11 would be interesting, as they're all very different in their approaches. 11 may be worried about how emotionally distant he will become, or 19, how childish he becomes in his later years as 11. <coughs> Best, David, <coughs> Talking Pictures Podcast, hashtag Justice for Martha. Thank you, David. Interesting. I I would say, I, I would quite like to see like a... I, I think early twelve would be very pissed off by eleven. I think he'd find oh, eleven hate very him. irritating. Yeah, he'd hate him. Yeah, yeah. So that would be fun. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, I just take this moment to say hello, uh, David, and hello, Brian, for two hosts of the Talking Pictures <laughs> podcast. Okay. Uh, I have listened. I listened. <laughs> yeah. uh, and no, well, I'm, I'm glad I made you feel bad enough last week. <laughs> you to, did. You to did. Go and listen. <laughs> Look, I was caught out. It's 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 not right. I don't think it happened. I don't think Brian listens. By the way, no, it doesn't matter. I was. It was mainly just to convey that I know. Okay. I know of Brian. Okay. Uh, Brian's sweet Irish dulcet tones. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. My he loves Furiosa. He does. My dog is moving. Yeah. All sorts. Uh, yeah. No, I, I listened to their. I, I liked their. Um, the like it. It wasn't like a best. It was more just like a. It was like a, a quiz on the 2023 things. We did a year in review over at AHP, but it, this was more like mm. a what's the scariest, what did this, the best, and that kind of stuff. Uh, and it, it, actually, I, it recommended me a movie. There's a Netflix movie called, fuck, what was it called? Leave the World Behind or something? They mentioned for it being like a scary movie that I'm I'm going to check out on Netflix. But yeah, enjoyed it. Um, and I'm actually I'm midway through listening to their episode on The Creator because I, I quite like that movie. So I haven't seen it. It's a good movie. Well, if only we had another podcast where we could talk about it pretty soon. <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I was bullied. It wasn't right, but it happened, and I'm, I am I have listened now. Uh, <laughs> okay. And I will be listening again. I enjoyed the show. Well, there you are. Thank you. No one asked, but... <laughs> no, but, but I'm... <laughs> I couldn't let last week be my legacy, Nathan. <laughs> you panicked. That's what happened. There. I did. I, I like... Do you know what? I'm <clears throat> very appreciative that David didn't try and embarrass me again this week. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or sorry, use um, Nathan to embarrass me. Well, I'm always happy to embarrass you. Uh, going back to the question you actually did ask, David, mm. um, in terms of doctors meeting their future selves, um, it, it's kind of happened in... Um, and, and not just like the most recent example what I'm talking about is also... Well, not really, but um, the 50th anniversary special. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because there's, the, there's that moment. Oh, I won't say what it is, but there's a moment. There is a moment, yeah. And not the... That's confusing, because the moment is also a character. Oh, moment, yeah. So that's, not yeah. What, that's not what I'm referring to, but, like, an actual moment. <laughs> so. There's the moment, and then a moment. Um, there's a moment that happens in that episode. There's time crash. Um, but uh, there's... No, but that's different. Though, that's a, that's an older Doctor meeting a... Yeah, but, like, specifically in terms of, like, a regeneration story. Yeah. Like... Like uh, meeting the next Doctor before they regenerate sort of thing. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And then there's obviously what recently happened. but well, We can't get spoilers. there. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, I do like the idea of 11 and 12 meeting though. Purely because, yeah. I, th- I think, I think, you see, I think it could be interesting because I think at first, and especially if it's a younger 12, would would hate the eleventh Doctor because it'd be silly, wacky, and goofy and stuff. But then the eleventh Doctor would have like one of those moments where he gets like serious and dark and stuff, and his like mm. and is able to like scare the shit out of everyone. And then the twelfth Doctor would be like, "Oh, maybe I misjudged this." Yeah, guy. maybe this like, guy's got the juice after yeah. all. Yeah. Stop! You're just saying I just random household condiments and and kitchener objects. Okay, I didn't say sauce. You're just saying food and beverage items. Riz. Okay. Riz. Stop, stop this riz, now. Riz, Riz, Riz. Thank you very much, David. Uh, this is from Caitlin Clark. Hello, good friend Katie. Oh, I mean, it's Kate who usually tweets in. Uh, my girlfriend hasn't got the time to listen to podcasts. <laughs> what a sad little life, Jane. <laughs> A very niche <laughs> British joke. <laughs> but I've been showing her snippets of the podcast when we cook in the evening. Uh, she really wanted to join in, so we decided for... She really wanted to join in, so we... My stomach growled again. <laughs> she really wanted to join in, so we decided from the stolen earth to start watching along with you guys. Then we got to the next Doctor, and now she was she, she never asked to watch along. <laughs> <laughs> she practically begged me not to watch it next week, and who could blame her? It's a blor- it's a boring slog. Yeah, rough. Um, I spent most of the episode last night wondering if I could uh, outrun the Cyberman in the funeral scene. Uh, <laughs> problems not, I can't even climb the stairs without panting. Uh, then I fell asleep. If you guys had to try and outrun the Cyberman, who would die first? Me. Um, then you, and then. You would last. You'd last longer than me, but not much longer. Uh, that's that's nice to say, but I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I, f- I do you know what? I I feel like I feel like we'd stick together. I feel like we could. I feel like we'd both just give up. No, nah, we'd, we'd form a kicking like... circle. Oh yeah, we would. Yeah, <laughs> we'd be we'd be like we're not running, but we're gonna fight. Yeah, exactly. And if we go down, we go down, but we go down with honor and dignity. <laughs> I'm not tripping over a grave on my way out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd also be too scared to run over graves. Yeah. Know, this feels icky. He was like, this is disrespectful. I'll die instead. <laughs> yeah. A principal man. As an man. honourable man would. <laughs> imagine, yeah. imagine how fucking cringe it would be to mm. die on someone else's grave. Like, even your I death know. is shared. That's terrible. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend didn't really have any comments aside from saying her weirdo of the week is Jackson Lake's kid for having abnormally long eyelashes. Okay. I was, <laughs> I was asleep at that point, so can't confirm nor deny how valid her weirdo is. I think that's pretty valid. That is pretty valid. And the kid was also asleep at this point in the episode as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, looking forward to next week in the minority, but I do love the Planet of the Dead. Is that a minority? Do people not like the Planet of the Dead? I I can't remember enough about the Planet of the Dead to have an opinion. I on enjoy it. it enough. I think. I, I think feel like a... Jackson Lake's kid would do well in the Planet of the Dead. They have the, like the camel eyelashes to beat away all the sand. <laughs> great. Am I wrong? Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> have a great week, friends. Kate, thank you very much, Kate. Thank you. Uh, uh, looking forward. I am looking forward to next week, actually. Uh, it's from Jared Coastal, our good friend, who says, Hello, Docky Poo Pod. <laughs> it's juvenile. <laughs> this episode features uh, Dervla Kewen as Miss Hartigan, the actress also famous for featuring in another time-traveling BBC series, Good Night, Sweetheart. Are you two young whippersnappers too young to remember this classic 90s time-traveling sitcom? Um, if you missed it, then check it out. It's filmed in 4 by 3 aspect ratio, which I enjoyed your recent discussion on during your Star Wars episode. <laughs> discussion is tame. <laughs> discussion is tame. Like heated row is more appropriate. <laughs> All the best, Jared. Uh, I know Good Night, Sweetheart. I've seen a few episodes of that here and there. That, that tracks because you are much older than me, and I haven't. Okay. <laughs> it's from the 90s you were alive in the 90s i was alive for three years of the 90s and then i at my peak of the 90s i was three years old nathan okay but you've also seen stuff from earlier than the 90s yeah but i haven't seen this <laughs> okay. i don't know what you want from me uh, uh no i have seen good night sweetheart well i've not i've seen a few episodes of it so it's um <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's Rodney from Only Falls. Okay, yeah. He's like he's like the main guy, Nicholas Lyndhurst. Um, and I think the premise is that like he's like he's like married, and he like has a, a wife in like the present day or what is the nineties yeah. or whatever. But then like he has like this alleyway that he can like walk through, and then he like ends up back in the fifties. Is that okay? his alleyway? Like, is no one else yeah, walks through that? No, like only he can do it or whatever. Okay. Like, Oh, or maybe there's someone else who knows about it, but like it's like his little thing. And then he goes back to like the, the <laughs> no 50s. No one comes to f- my alleyway. Shut up! It doesn't matter. <laughs> but then, no girls allowed in my shut alley. Shut up! Oh my god! Can you just let me explain this silly little pod? The silly little premise. I will. I will. This yeah. Show instead of get, trying to force in your terrible jokes. <laughs> um, so, but like he walks through this alleyway and he somehow travels back to like the forties or the fifties or something. Right. Sorry, stomach. And he has another wife in like the forties or fifties. Oh right. Um. Yeah. So he's just got like two wives. He's a terrible man. He's just yeah. Just, <laughs> he's just got like two families or whatever. Um. Yeah. And he gets up to like hijinks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> It's up to hijinks. <laughs> hijinks hiding his other wife from his other wives. 
I guess so. In the current days, is his, is his younger is his wife from the fifties an old woman? Well, no, she's like she, I guess like oh, I don't know. <laughs> she's just dead. Maybe she's dead. Yeah, <laughs> he's never gone looking. I don't know. I don't, I don't, know I don't a plot fancy point. her when she's ninety. <laughs> I don't know if that's a plot point. I don't know. Um, but I like when I say I've seen, I've seen like probably three or so episodes on. ITV4 or whatever the fuck it yeah. was when it played like reruns. Um but but yeah, I do. I know of it. I'm also much more of an Only Fools guy. Like Yeah. I've seen every single episode of Only Fools and Horses. I've seen so I've good. seen parts of Only Fools, the stuff that my dad was always watching. You um, need to treat yourself and just watch it. Only Fools and Horses is one of those shows where it's like it it really is timeless in that like not because it is outdated in some respects because obviously like it was written in the 70s and 80s and shit so you know not everything they say is is it's appropriate what you would yeah. say today yeah. <laughs> but like it's 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 just so funny it just always hits it's it's one of those shows that like i think you can watch it no matter like what generation you're from and just find it fucking hilarious because yeah. It's it's so well written and it's so funny. Well, one of my one of my favorite jokes from that show is that uh, Jesus, my, you, need a, you need a hot meal, man. One of my favorite jokes from that show is that Rodney was like dating a um, like a policewoman, and he brought her back to the flat, and she like saw that she had like that they had like lots of like counterfeit gear because they sell like yeah. you know like stolen shit in the market or whatever. Um, and like she was going to arrest him and he says oh come on Sandra I bought you a doner kebab tonight <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so well delivered it's so funny <laughs> oh come on Sandra I bought you a doner kebab tonight <laughs> oh it's such a good show um, that's that's why Nicholas Lynn has his best but yes thank you Jared um, for that Um there you go. It's in four by three, so you'll love it. There we are. Because you love anything that's in portrait. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> I'm not yeah. doing this here. <laughs> and that, Lawrence, is still got thoughts for this week. Whoa. I don't have any reviews. Don't ask me. Okay. Uh, Nathan, I don't know if you're aware of this, but people can leave a review. Uh, okay. the- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh... There is already this... Oh, sorry. This is one star. It's titled Pointless. <laughs> and it says, There is already the official Taskmaster podcast... And it says, There is already the official Taskmaster podcast, which is superior in every way. This is unnecessary and therefore redundant. Nice try jumping on the bandwagon, but try harder, Jen. Uh, the joke there is that was a review of Taskmaster, the people's um, podcast. <laughs> Very angry review of Taskmaster, the yeah. People's Podcast. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I've never listened to that podcast. I just went to my like, like you know, like the podcast homepage where all the podcasts are. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, maybe you'll listen to this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, but there we go. Maybe I won't. <laughs> apparently, maybe, apparently, there's already an official one. Anyway, we also have another review. This is from someone, and it says, "What a pod! Five stars." I often tug it to Nathan's velvety. T- no, I'm not. Uh, this is from is Jeff Lemon's review gone. No, surely not. 
Jared, uh, Jeff Lemon, your review is not showing up for some reason. I don't know why. So all I can do is read out this one here. Uh, the Superior Suit Podcast, five stars. I find, you know what? Maybe we should put the reviews to bed. <laughs> I can't be asked to do this every week. <laughs> we do it. We do just, enough emails and tweets and stuff. Just leave a review, and if it's funny, I'll read it out, okay? <laughs> uh, all right, fine. Yeah, fuck it. We'll put reviews to bed. Um, we, we, we read enough emails and tweets and stuff. Well, Nathan does. I don't. Um, yes, that's true. But yeah, so all right, from now on, and, and maybe maybe this is a fitting end of the mysterious disappearance <laughs> of the email that we read every week. <laughs> yeah, Jared's email, uh, the Jeff Lemon email isn't showing up, so we'll just, I don't know. That's I think that um, that bit has run its course now. I, where... I think it ran its course like <laughs> six months ago. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> oh, it's true. Um, all right, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we have another podcast as well, don't we, Nathan? We do. It's called Another Happy Pod. Um, some people brought it up this week. They've been learning as another they listen. That's all good, fun stuff. Um, it's our pop culture show where every week we watch, review, discuss, and then argue about something in the realm of pop culture. Uh, Lawrence didn't laugh at my joke. That makes me feel sad. <laughs> Sorry, I missed your joke. What was your joke? <laughs> I said that we watch, discuss, review, and then argue oh. about something. I, I, to be honest, I didn't pick it up as a joke because it's mostly <laughs> just a fact. <laughs> Great. Well, that makes me feel good. Um, uh, if you like us arguing, then listen to that. Or maybe people don't like us arguing because, what was it, Rage who said I'm too mean to you? I think we had whatever. a few, yeah, that you're too mean to me. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel- refuse to change. <laughs> I can be mean. <laughs> All right. I have it in me to be mean to you. Okay, and with that very ominous threat, we will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? UVX10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's EUFY.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best in class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.